Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of the After Hours Lounge. Uh, thank you for being here. Um, I'm sorry it's been a couple of weeks since I last put up um, an episode. Uh, I had some life admin to do in the last sort of week or two. So um, yeah, I just didn't really get round to uh, recording a podcast and finding a guest and things. So really stoked to be um, to be back on back on track, so to speak. Um, so yeah, this episode is with um, a guy called Will Hunt. Uh, I've actually only met Will a few times before. Um, but most recently, just before uh, the kind of COVID situation, Will was in India um, on a on a kind of yoga retreat, and and ra- actually quite randomly get ended up getting into it. Um, but it was really really fascinating to get his story um, and and chat about just a bit of everything. Really, Will's a, a really really mindful guy. Um, you know, he's he's quite a deep thinker, so it's really interesting to get his thoughts on the world, um, how he deals with his sort of mental health, and how yoga has helped him. Um, in that in that respect as well um, so I hope you guys enjoy um, and any feedback please let me know uh, please like subscribe uh, share the podcast everything's very much appreciated um, and I hope you guys enjoy thank you boom and we're live we're back in I'm sorry guys I've taken a couple of weeks off um, it's been a busy few weeks for me so I'm sorry for the lack of podcast last week um, but by the looks of it a lot of you tuned in for my last one with uh, the Netflix star Jim Kernock so this week, guys, um, I am joined by uh, my good friend Will. Actually, you're, you're, I say you're more of my girlfriend's friend, but yeah. we're getting to know each other. Um, but um, yeah, Will Hunt, ladies and gentlemen, and he's going to talk to us about some yoga this week. Yoga, it's much very zen. We're feeling very chilled mm-hmm. in the pod booth today. It's very nice, actually. This one, we're not we're not sitting looking at each other through a screen. We are two meters apart, but we are at the same table and we are sharing a beer. So cheers, keeping Will. that distance. Thank yeah, you for bro. thank you for coming on. Thank, thank you, you for having on. me. Thank mm. you. Mm. And today, what do I have? I have the Wild Beer Co. I love Yuzu. I don't really know what that is, but is that what yours says? Mine says I love Yuzu. I yours love is Yuzu. it? Oh, yours is the Wild Beer Co. But yours is an Eagle, Eagle Hunter. Hunter. Your one sounds a lot cooler than mine. I've got Citrus and Citra. I I've got the, like the same thing or not? I'm not I don't really know. Sure. I've got Citrus Zest and Crisp. But anyway, guys, cheers. Hope you're all having a beer and yeah. enjoying. Whatever you're doing. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. I feel like you're doing such a good thing with this. Thank you, mate. It's such a like blessing for you to do something which is has its like direct purpose. And I feel like honoured that you kind of asked me to do it. Of course, yeah. mate. Well, a big compliment. Yeah. Well, I think one of the one of the big things about this podcast, and weirdly, I was talking to uh, a friend at the end of last week, and he was I've not spoken to him for for a while, and he was telling me about um, him listening to it and stuff, and he said. He's from a windsurfing background like me. Yeah. And he was like, the conversations I'm really enjoying are the ones that are like out there. You know, right. like I did one, I started jujitsu this year and I did one with the guy who runs the jujitsu place I go to. And he was like, that one was sick. sick. And then yeah. with Jim, who you know as well, who mm-hmm. has been planting flowers on Netflix, you know. He's been killing it. He smashed he? it, yeah. yeah. I said to him, like, Shout out, Jim. I, kept, I kept an eye on his social media and he's gone from like 300 to 12,000 yeah. followers. <laughs> so did you told me this the other day, like, I think me and Connie had a look at it as well and just couldn't believe how much it shot yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Unreal. Yeah. That's, that's the joy of social media, though, in that sense, and the platform you're providing as well. It's nice for you to kind of analyse and see what's going on. And Yeah, yeah. Well, I said to him, I said to him, I said, you know, he said, oh, I don't know if I'm going to hit 10,000. This was the other week. Yeah. And he said, oh, I don't want to be famous and all this. And I, I said, I was like, mate, you're famous for all the right reasons. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't got the choice now, has he? No, he's not, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's a big thing is just talking to people and then obviously I'm aware that you've been you've been doing your thing and, and getting really into like the yoga scene and stuff, which yes. is something I'm relatively unknown to. Mm-hmm. 
I've dabbled and done the old downward dog and stuff, but right. I, ultimately it's not really something I've I've got into. Yeah. Um, so yeah, tell tell us a bit about a bit about yourself, what you do. Yeah, know, what's your name? Where'd you come from? So my name is Will. Um, if you guys haven't guessed that already, hello, Will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm pretty local. Um, we're in Eastbourne, by the way. We're in Eastbourne. Yeah, I was born literally an hour away, somewhere in Kent, which is a uh, well, cut the boring stuff slightly north. Um, and Garden of England. I, yes, that is. Yes, it, it is. is. Isn't it? Yeah. Garden of England. Yeah, and um, I always find it hard when someone says, "Tell us a bit about yourself," because I feel like for me, it's always like rebirth. I'm always changing. Yeah. Like, well, that's the thing because I yeah. met you two years ago for the first time, 2018, mm. and you were doing something completely different to what you're doing now. Yeah. All I remember is. I think you you just got back from travelling, hadn't you? Yeah. So you'd done the you'd done a bit of the gap year route, mm-hmm. hadn't you? Mm-hmm. So where, definitely. I where, think where I, did you go? Well, I had gap year times three. Right. And then I think 2018 wheel was I can't even remember what it was like. Yeah. So I went to Southeast Asia, done the typical thing there. Yeah. With my friend Jess, and uh, we were kind of like, let's go for it, let's do it, um, and had six months of fun out there. Sick. And then I thought to myself, right, where do I want to go from here? Um, I'd already lived in Spain yeah. once before, which was really good fun teaching English, which is something I'm really focusing on at the moment. It's yeah. doing something for kids, helping mindfulness for kids as well. Yeah. Um, I've started doing kids yoga. Sick. Oh, I've I'm, seen that on YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I'm looking to potentially write a book for kids. Yeah. Um, inspire them. Um, maybe, you know, a breathwork book. Yeah. How that can help them, things like that. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been working on recently. So that's what I was doing in Spain. But yeah, 2018 was just Southeast Asia. I was working at a academy, um, language academy. Yeah. Just trying to save some money for the next adventure. I had no kind of commitment to stay at home yeah. whatsoever. Um, I knew I wanted to live either in Spain or go somewhere else in the world. Yeah. It's funny because like when I was 18 years old, I really, really was like committed to this career. So I studied fashion management yeah. at university. You are so I, I, know, I didn't know that. I know I know yeah. you you are a fashionable man, aren't you? <laughs> like you obviously care, you. you obviously yeah. care about your clothes, don't you? Yeah. It's yeah, I do care about my clothes. It's like I have these things now which I really, really care about. Yeah. And then I also care about clothes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no, for sure. It used to be like a primary thought. Now it really is a secondary thought and it's like whatever's in my wardrobe what I've chucked over the past few years away from my wardrobe, what yeah. I've got now is really what I like to wear. Yeah. And I do think what you wear can convey a certain message. I mean, I don't know how much I really think about it anymore, but mm. yeah, I studied fashion and it's so funny to think that now because like where I'm at now, I can't imagine me being involved in the industry at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, <laughs> I love all the surf brands and the branding behind that with the videos yeah, logos, yeah. everything like that. It's, it's more of a lifestyle than a yes. fashion, isn't it? It's promo- yeah. it promoting a lifestyle rather than a kind of clothing line. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. And that's what people buy into. You're buying into, well, hoping people buy into the lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I think you know Vistler as well, right? Yeah, yeah, Top I love surf brands. Yeah, yeah, I love Vistler. Like, beautiful surfboards, beautiful videos, like, lovely clothing, very yeah. humble brand, and they do a lot for their community, things like that. Yeah. And, yeah, so it's kind of been taking me to this... Um, taking the stage today where I feel like I'm a completely brand new Will. Yeah. yeah. That's, and, that's interesting that you're... Mm-hmm. That's, that's the, yeah, one, probably the most interesting one of that because usually people reel off a timeline. Yes. But like you said, I think, and I think a lot of people feel this and mm-hmm. myself included because 
those of you listening know that I used to do seasons and stuff. So I literally lived my life six months at a time. So I'd be like, right, I'm in Greece now and I'm chilling. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to work for a couple of months in Scotland. And then we're, then I'm going to South Africa. Or then I'm going to Brazil. Then I'm going to Egypt or all this. So that my, my whole life mm. has been like compartmentalized yeah. a bit like yours. And I think, I think a lot of people live like that or want to kind of live like that because mm-hmm. one whole timeline, I guess, could be a bit overwhelming, can't sure. it? Sure. You know. Definitely. I think it's so good, like, for you when you went to Greece one summer. Yeah. And then went to South Africa. You probably had completely different intentions, but the ultimate purpose for you was to have fun. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. The, whole end, the whole end goal yeah. is was to enjoy myself. Yeah. And like you said, I think compartmentalizing compartmentalizing it's a hard word yeah. it is a hard word. <laughs> yeah. doing that to your life is so fun because that's like part of your experience like you know we buy into this narrative that we have to kind of meet some timeline yeah yeah you know, literally timeline yeah, like yeah. That. right 30 you need a house yeah 35 you need three kids yeah you don't you want know. three you need six yeah like super yeah. stuff like that and I think it's so fun that we can have this experience in life and change ourselves all the time yeah and expect the unexpected for ourselves and kind of no expectations, yeah. and you're not let down. I think, yeah, it, it is interesting. Like I, you know, and, and, and people always say this as well. They say like, you know, I'm I'm 28 now, so like, if I was to look back at my 18 year old self, yeah. I'd probably think, what a fucking goon. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But also, my 18 year old self would probably look at me now and be like, shut, grandpa. Literally, you know what I mean? yeah. So it's it, it. I guess that's that's a completely natural thing, and you do. You almost, I've noticed myself doing it without realising, mm-hmm. you know, like even moving into this flat and like me and me and my girlfriend Heidi, we just moved into a flat together and we're sorting it out and, you know, we built a wardrobe together on Sunday and like a few years ago I'd have been like, there's nothing I want to do less than build a wardrobe. Yeah. But then we built it together yeah. and we were like, that was actually, it's pretty cool. And you and we feel were, like a sense of achievement. Yeah, we built yeah. it and I, you know, so I was like, and one part of me is like, oh shit, I'm getting old. But the other part of me was like, just roll with it. Yeah, and I'm trying. I'm kind of just rolling with you know a lot of a lot of people potentially look at what I've done in the last ten years as like you know your twenties. Oh, you should be setting up a career in this. And I be, I basically was like, well, no, I'm going to go abroad and have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I might be looked at as a bit of a man child, and I embrace that to be honest. Good, you know, and that's what that's how I want to be. Yeah, you know? but I am finding myself like Heidi bought me a. I've got really into cooking in mm-hmm. the lockdown. And Heidi bought me a, I bought a massive pan for the house, yeah, a really nice pan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she like, sent me a picture and I was like, yes! Yeah, you get excited I was like, about oh, it. why am I excited about a pan? Yeah. You know, but then at the same time, I was on the phone to my mate today who's flying out to Greece in the next couple of weeks and stuff. Doing the season. Yeah. yeah cool. Well, they're going to try and open yeah. and stuff. And I said, I was like, all I want to do is go and see the boys and just drink thousands of beers mm-hmm. and, you know, all this. So this, it, there is, even within now, there's like kind of still different sides to me. Mm-hmm. you know and I guess like you said that's the same for you yeah. isn't it I think that's I think it's so powerful when you can kind of like you have friends for different things right you have a friend who you can have deep conversations with you have a friend you can have a beer with there's a friend who you can you know I don't know go on a long car journey with yeah yeah and I think that's it's so important to tap into different parts of yourself yeah and realising that there's just more to life than just Sandy yeah there's just more to life than just Will you know yeah. There's something around every corner where you're going to get excited about cooking pan. Yeah. You know, I've got more into um, just food itself. I mean, I've always loved my food. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the actual yeah, nutrition. Me too, me yeah, too. But yeah, yeah. Nutrition side of it and actually being careful what I eat. Since I stopped eating meat, it's made me, you know, a little bit more mindful 
about what what goes on to the plate. Yeah. Um, but it's been fun, and I, you know, five years ago I was the most, you know, I was binge eating all the time. Just didn't give a shit. Yeah, just didn't give a shit, and it wasn't part of, you know, it didn't fit into my narrative what I thought was at yeah, the time. Yeah. I was so like, yeah, I'm gonna wear cool clothes and I'm gonna go here and do this and yeah. I'm gonna listen to this weird music and that will just be my life and it's a constant. I felt like a hamster in a wheel, just yeah. going round and round and round. And finally, I kind of spun out of that and yeah, I can now tap into all different parts of myself and it just makes life so much more fun. Well, that's it. I mean, I have and I notice it on a day to day basis. So I mean, I work from home. I literally work from the table we're sitting at. So mm. like, I work from here and then. You know, I'll be on like a business call and I'll be doing this and then I'll like cook and take that seriously. And then like, you know, I've got really into working out while I've, I have love hate relationship with working out. I'll do it three months. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've actually got into it now because there's been nothing else to do in lockdown. So now I've got a routine. But then, you know, I feel like oh, I'm, I'm adulting hard right now. Yeah. But then I'll be like, do you know what? I'm going to sit and play Xbox. And I'll sit down and I'll play Xbox in a beanbag for two and a half hours mm-hmm. and I'll be like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. You know, so it's, there. there is just those different aspects to it. And, and I genuinely don't think that's a problem. Like I often think, I wonder what our age generation are going to be like when we're all in our 60s and stuff. And for me, dude, I still want to be playing games consoles. Yeah. I still want to be, be watching, I still yeah. want to be watching Star Wars cartoons. I really hope I can still be surfing and windsurfing and things. Mm. You know, I hope, I, and I hope, I kind of listened to that as well, because basically lockdown, all I did was listen to Joe Rogan, and pretty much everyone listens to Joe Rogan, but he... Legend. Yeah, mate, and he, mm-hmm. they, they talk a lot about, you know, he's always on about eating fit, and the amount of people he has on, he's in his 50s, and they all have these people on, and they're all like, oh, I started stretching too late, mm. or I started looking after myself too, mm-hmm. too late, and I'm sitting there now, and like, I'm 28, and I've got... a a bad back, my knees funny, my hips are funny, all from windsurfing. So I'm like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be that guy. I don't no. want to be, I don't want to be late forties, mm. early fifties, and I can't do what I love anymore. Mm. So you, and one thing that Joe does is yoga. Isn't yes, it? he's yes. such a he's such a massive proponent of it, especially hot yoga. Yeah, which is where it all started for me. Is it? Yeah. So um, I think a group of us went down to hot yoga two summers ago. So is this one of your, one of, because obviously you're in my girlfriend, and girlfriend Heidi, you're, kind of, you're in that sort of friend group. Yeah. Isn't one of, one of the girls, she was a yoga instructor or something, wasn't she? Yeah, so that's Gracie. Yeah, and then you guys yeah. started going along and... Yeah, so I went with Connie and Gracie this time, um, well, Connie's my girlfriend, but at the time we were just friends. Right. And we saw this new hot yoga spot in town. Uh-huh. And at this time, this whole group of friends were brand new to me. Um, I kind of got these new people in my life that I'm still getting used to. Yeah. Um, completely switched up my whole entire life, my whole entire perspective. And it was really fun to just be so open-minded to trying out new things. And this is really where it all started, where I felt like, right, I don't just have to be Will, who who has a narrative, and yeah, yeah. that and the other. I can actually try new things, and I was up for it, and I felt less anxious, and I felt more welcomed. Yeah, yeah. I felt I could be myself. And so I went to this hot yoga, um, and... Define, define, like, uh, people talk about hot yoga, like, yeah. ex- hit me with a description of hot yoga. What is it? Is it literally just, you go in, you do, like, normalish yoga in a room, but they just mm. turn it up, so it's roasted. So, hot yoga <clears throat> follows the style of Bikram yoga. Okay. Bikram yoga is, I believe, 26 postures with two breathing techniques. Right. And it's the same every time. 
Okay. So it's a very strict kind of regime <clears throat> that you just kind of perfect yourself and you see progress. So it's the same same flow that you do? Every time. Yeah. Right. But it's just done at... How hard is it done at? Yeah. So it's 40... I believe it averages from 38 to 41 degrees. Yeah. So it's hot, hot. Fuck. I mean, I tried it at home yeah. during COVID-19. It didn't really work. I, I, you know, I maxed out my heater. Yeah, yeah. I was in the conservatory. I was trying my best um, to get sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> you have to get sweaty. It's weird doing this Bikram yoga without sweating. Because I'm so used to it. And um, I think it was the second time where I sweat so much, I yeah. thought I was going to faint. Yeah. And I didn't. But and she and our teacher, Naomi, absolute legend. Like, yeah. such a G. She's such a good teacher. And, you know, there's this saying, she goes, can I sweat? Of course, yeah. Man. She was like, lock that fucking knee, and like, you know, making us get into these postures as best as we can. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, she's such a legend. You come out sweating buckets. You have to put a towel over your mat. Really? And we'd walk out the studio, wring our towel off. It'd be dripping with water. I yeah. Swear down. Since that day, I haven't sweat that much. Yeah. And then you go for a cold dip in the sea. And again, it's that it's that therapy of. I don't know if you've heard about ice baths and things like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wim Hof and yeah, well, I, I, yeah, because there's a lot of a lot of surfers do it and things. Yes. And there's there's a lot of especially in recovery, you know, mm-hmm. like going from hot to cold. And yeah. I don't know really any of the science behind yeah. it. Well, um, hot therapy is just as good for you as cold therapy. Yeah, they each have amazing problems for your body, and I mean, I don't know the science behind it either. I'm not going to pretend I know. No, but no. I know just by how I feel. And going from that hot to that cold, you just feel like you've been reborn again. Yeah. It's unreal. Your body feels so good. Your mind is so clear and it's addictive. It was really addictive. And we went almost every week to hot yoga. Right? Sick. Yeah, that's where it all started. It was yeah. Amazing. I miss it. I miss Naomi. Yeah, like I said, such a good teacher. And that's what makes it in yoga, especially Bikram. It's, it's pretty full on. There's actually a Bikram yoga documentary on Netflix. Oh, is there? He's a bit of a dodgy guy, but oh, really? you have to watch it and find out. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why is did you did you just start hot yoga instead of normal yoga because that was what that kind of friend group were doing, exactly. or you you just went with the flow kind of thing? Yeah, I don't know. To this stage, I'd even really practice yoga. Yeah, I just, just had friends are into it, and I thought, cool, must be pretty cool. I like my new friends. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, they might do. as well go along yeah. and see what it's like. And it turned out to be amazing. It was like the first time ever. But I felt like I was doing something for me. Yeah. I never really understood what it was like with this self-care stuff. I never really understood what it was like to do something just for me. Yeah. almost felt like I was trying to impress, you know, Your someone else. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah or something else, or my family or something. And this time it really felt raw. It was like something I wanted to do, I looked forward to doing. Yeah, yeah. And I had to think about it. And that's when you know you enjoy something. You don't yeah. think about it, you just do it. Yeah. I think it's funny. I think, I guess, I guess, I suppose... I've always had that with, with like windsurfing and, and yeah. you know, surfing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think I've always had that without the awareness of that that is what it was doing to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I said before we started the podcast, big thing I want to chat to you about is how aware you are about mindfulness and all this. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not really, and I'm, I'm still only learning. And part of this podcast really for me is a learning experience and talking mm-hmm. to all these people. Um, but yeah, like think... I was doing it by accident, but almost now I appreciate windsurfing more, mm-hmm. even though I may not do it as much or I may not get to do it 
you know, I might not get to do it in the places I want to do it and all this. Mm. But like the last two weekends, I've been windsurfing here in Eastbourne, and like I just yeah, I've seen you. I'm I've just seen you getting out and about. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm just I'm just happy just happy to be out there and mm. like even if it's it's the most frustrating sport in the world, mm-hmm. you know. So even if it's frustrating, you still come off and you're like, oh, I've been in the sea. I've, yeah, you know, I've done this. So it's it. I I slowly am now. Fig, you know, getting it in my head that right. that is an epic thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know? Do you feel like you're when you go windsurfing? Do you feel like you're showing up for yourself? Yeah, like that's you. That's Sandy in his finest element, doing what he loves. Yeah, that's yeah. enough as long as you show up. Well, I feel it, this is it, you know it, it may sound a bit lame, but like I feel it is to me now. It's the truest form of me that there is. Perfect. When I'm in, when I'm standing on a beach in a wetsuit, and like weirdly enough, I was in Eastbourne and. You know, I, we went to Cooden Beach and I was windsurfing with, with some friends who live here and, and then we came off and I bumped into two guys that I used to teach in Greece yeah, and I bumped no into way. another guy I met in Egypt and stuff so all these Crazy. people that I've not seen and, and I was sat there you know I got in the van and was driving back and I was like fuck I've just seen all these people and like mm-hmm. you know I was like even if the windsurf wasn't quite as good as I wanted it to be I was like it's just been it's just been really cool yeah it's just been really cool and then so you know it's yeah I think that is you know, and I've uh, I say it all the time like that. It's definitely my happy place. Good. You know, that's Good. that's for me. Um, and I think I'll just quickly to end that. I just think like I'm, I'm sure you're just counting, you know, your blessings every day of how grateful you are to have windsurfing. I mean, some people don't find something bigger than themselves yeah. ever. until ever. Yeah, it's, until yeah, age. even yeah. No, I I do like, and I I do think about it so often, and how when I was at school and I was 18, and I was mm. like, you know, what am I going to do? And, I applied to uni and I was fully going to uni. Mm-hmm. And then I just came, mum said, mum remembers it better than me. I just came home from school and I was like, I'm not going to uni. Yeah. And then mum was, my mum was like, yeah, do it. And, you know, and, and, and my mum and dad were both, you know, they were like, you know, let's have a look, find something else then. Mm-hmm. See, see what you fancy. And then I'd always had windsurf in the back of my head that I'd done it as a kid a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, I thought it was cool. And I used to have, I was used to be blessed with long blonde hair. Yeah. Just like yourself. Yeah. I used <laughs> to know? have some kind of long yeah, hair. Yeah, We're now looking the same, aren't uh, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a strong look, mate. Yeah. I, I used to, you know, everyone at school was like, oh, you're a surfer and all this. And so I just leaned into that role, even yeah. though I didn't necessarily do it. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And now looking back, I'm like, I wouldn't have done, wouldn't have done anything else. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, is, it is one of those things. And I think you're right. It is a shame that people do go through life and they never quite find that thing. And I think a lot of it is what you said is fear to try something new. Yeah. Fear of going, I'm not doing yoga. Yeah. You know, like for me growing up, Mm -hmm. my mum did yoga and I was like, that's what girls do. Mm -hmm. They stretch instead of work out and stuff. And even, you know, now it's still one of those things, but now they get like, you know, the Scotland rugby team do yoga four times a week. These huge dudes. Yeah. But, you know, I look look at it and go, I'm not doing yoga. All these people looking at the sea in the UK going, I'm not going in that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to learn to surf or windsurf. Mm-hmm. And, you know, or even something as simple as picking up a football or a skateboard or something. But I think a lot of people are too scared to look stupid. Yes. And also too scared to be shit at it. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're two things that really stop people trying new things. And ultimately it's worried about what other people think. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, and I think that falls down to just self confidence more mm-hmm. than anything else. Mm-hmm. Of like, I'm gonna look really silly. And I did it. I, you know, I did it as well when I started um, jujitsu at the beginning of this year. And I, I said to the guy Jack, who runs the place I went to, I walked up to the door and I looked in the window and all these people were getting changed. And I walked back to my car and I was like, I can't do this. Can't do this. Oh, then I walked back to the door. I walked back to the door and I was yeah. like, I can do this. 
And I just walked in. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm so fucking stoked. So I ingrained in it. I'm so stoked I walked in. See, and that's it. You made that step. But you've got to, yeah, you've got to climb, yeah. you've got to jump over that wall. And I think that wall is where a lot of people get stopped. Mm-hmm. And it took me a few weeks. My mum, I said to my mum, interested in jiu-jitsu and I've got a couple of friends that do it and I think it's cool mm-hmm. you know and I just wanted to have a go but obviously we were emailing back and forth to the guys and I was like I've never done it I've never done any martial arts I'm really nervous you know I was like I'm reasonably fit but I don't know mm-hmm. so I think in my head I was trying to make myself be like no you can't do that you can't do that but yeah I think that's that is where a lot of people stop it's, yeah I oh, think, I'm gonna look stupid yeah I'm, I can't I'm not gonna be able to do it but I think what you need to realise is no one's good at things when they first try it. No one. That's it. And are you a perfectionist? Because I am. I am. I was. I don't think I am anymore. Yeah. I was. And I think being a perfectionist as well, some people want to be good at things straight away. I'm, I'm definitely like that. Yeah. Um, and if I could have a mantra for kids and the, the younger generations, just try new shit. Yeah. Just try it. Just, just have a go. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it's taken you to a whole new world, right? Yeah. It's like unlocked a second soul. Well, yeah, ultimately as yeah. well. It's a, and I, I even regret when I was, a, you know, when I was 13, 14 and stuff, we'd go to the water sports centre up in Scotland. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd drive, drive over there and we did it. We didn't do it often, but we did it two or three times a year. And my dad was always like, oh, we're going to take a canoe out and stuff. They're like, do you want to do the windsurf course? Do you want to go take a windsurf out and stuff? And I'd always be like, nah, nah, no, no, I'll just come in the canoe. Yeah. And I remember even now sitting in the canoe being like, ah. Oh. That was your comfort zone, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I wish I, I wish I'd, oh. and now, you know, I've been windsurfing for 10 years and achieved more in windsurfing than That's I could have, you know, I thought I would, yeah. but I'm like, fuck, I wish I'd started five years earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, just speaking to you about it, when I saw you briefly the other day, I could feel your passion for windsurfing. Yeah, yeah. And I could feel your progress through your words and the way you spoke about it, you, like, straight away, you kind of set up straight and you were yeah. happy to deliver it. I've always, and I yeah. feel that passion through you. It's like the second time I'd ever met you. I think this yeah. is the third. And I could just feel that passion through you. And it's so good to see someone so consumed in something that completely aligns them with their purpose. And it's something that's so for them yeah. that they didn't even need to really kind of sugarcoat it. Yeah. It well, I've, it I've always said, I mean, you know, like... I've always been a bit a bit of a goof and like I don't yeah. I don't like to take things too seriously mm-hmm. but like you know I've, I've besides work now because um, now I care about what I do but like yeah. that and besides that windsurfing is the only thing I've ever really taken seriously I mean yes. do you do you find that the same with um, with you now now that you've got into yoga obviously you must have taken the fashion and stuff seriously before but like <laughs> yeah. as a I guess that's not necessarily an activity per right. se and you say you're a bit of a perfectionist. Do you find now, I mean, we'll, we'll get into, you know, you go into India and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But, I mean, did you, now, are you like, yoga's, yoga, yoga's ha- um, you know, t- is what I take seriously? Or are you still very much like, I'm just going to enjoy the enjoy the process? That's it. Yeah, the second one. Yeah. I think that, like, yoga, yoga itself is a process. Yeah. And... It's only about you, you know. Yoga's not against anyone. Yeah, you're not against anyone at all. It's all for you. Yeah, you know, it's it's you on your mat, and all I see is progress. Like yeah. every time I go on my mat, I have no kind of preconceived notions about what's going to happen next. Yeah, what kind of practice I do today, I just know damn well that 
I'm there for a reason to kind of tap in with Will on that day. Yeah. And, and I need it daily. It's like my daily dose. Yeah. Um, and that's why I love it so much. You just feel like you're, you feel very empowered and it's discipline as well, going there and showing up for yourself, like I said earlier on. And I think, yeah, that's what I enjoy about it the most. Definitely is just, I don't take it seriously at all. No. At all. I mean, don't get me wrong, when I'm in that state of practicing yoga, yeah. of course there's some serious there. Well, it's like, you know, you're, but I think that's a natural part of, in my very limited experience, but that's part of it is you, you very much need to be like right there on your mat. Yeah. You can't be thinking about what you're going to have for lunch yes. or what you did before and stuff. Mm-hmm. You, you have to be very present, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think part it, of it, I yeah, it, affect, it, it affects my process and I think you, like that's the only time where I am very good at being present. I still yeah. struggle to be present and very much focus on the future. Oh, I do that as well. Yeah, it's hard not to. Yeah, um, especially not, at the moment, I think. Yeah, so. oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've got so much kind of lined up. I'm really excited. It's hard not to kind of keep it in. But um, yeah, it's the only time where I can really just slow down. I'm very hyperactive a lot of the time. Yeah making dad jokes here and there, you know, and just having fun and singing, dancing, doing loads of stupid shit. And, you know, I just need this time to kind of actually just wind down a little bit. And I think that's what I love about it now the most. Yeah. Yeah. Is it's, it's downtime. Yes. Yes. It's your, it's your downtime. That's it. Yeah. Downtime for me is just kind of not worry about a single thing. Yeah. And I leave, every single time with such a clear mind. That's the beauty of, as well of having an activity like this is that it can completely take you away. And I've said this on podcasts before, can, can completely take you away from what's happening in your life. Yes. You know, like for me, you know, whether it's surfing, windsurfing, even like I just go for a skate on the seafront and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm completely there in what I'm doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where? what am I doing with my legs? And what am I doing yeah. with this? And there's a wave there. I'm going to catch this and I'm going to do this trick or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's what it is for mm-hmm. me. And then it doesn't matter if that's only an hour of my day. Before that hour, you're just, you're, you're gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And whether, yeah, you like you on the mat as well, yeah. you know, you have that. And then you do finish it. And, um, and I was, you know, I say as well, like, have you read The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck? I haven't. I actually had a conversation recently about that book and everyone was telling me how bad it was. Oh, dude. Is, is that, is that it's, not true? It's, it's quite controversial, but like yeah. one of the big... I've, I've not Actually, I've not finished it yet, but mm. actually one of the big things that stuck with me is it's like this whole thing of like stop making... Stop trying to make your problems disappear. Yeah. Stop trying to have a problem-free life because mm-hmm. it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. You are never... You could be as rich as Jeff Bezos... And you know, feel look like someone who has everything. Yeah. You're still gonna have problems. Mm-hmm. All you should focus on doing is making your problems smaller. Yeah, that's it. So my problem for the day is I've not been windsurfing, or I've not mm-hmm. been skating, or I've not done this. So by the time I get to the end of that day, I've I've, I've ticked something off. Yeah. So my problem for that day has become well, that even that week, even that mm-hmm. month. Like I went windsurfing last weekend. For the next few weeks, I'm chilled. I don't I don't care about going windsurfing because I yeah. did it last weekend. So it's not a problem for me at the right. moment. So that's a that's a big thing that, that kind of stuck with me. Yeah, is like, yeah. it's, it ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And no matter how rich you get and all this, and oh, why don't I have kids? Why don't I have a house? But then when you do have a house and kids and all this, you go, oh, fuck, I've got to go pick the kids up. That's a problem. Yeah. Oh, what am I going to make the kids for dinner? Yeah. You know, and then, oh, the kids... You label it as a problem. You get into this such bad kind of habit of just being like, 
this is a problem, that's a problem. Yeah. And I think that, like, I mean, I love the ocean, you know, equally as much as you do. I mean, yeah. I love attempting to surf. Um, and I love just... Oh, I don't, I don't could call myself a surfer at all. Well, no, wind surfing. Yeah, yeah. Again, I mean, when I'm in the ocean, it's like, sometimes you think, is this an escapism? And it's not at all. Yeah. It's literally taking you to your most natural, pure self of you having fun. Yeah. And that's it. It's just, it's a, it's a whole different environment, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And you just, yeah, you, you have to behave completely differently. Yeah. And you're also, in a, in a more serious way, you are completely at the mercy of something you have no control over. Right. Like, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. It's the sea. Yeah. You know, so you, you once you kind of surrender that as well, and you go, well, you know, I'm just going to, there's no choice. You've got to mm-hmm. go with it, especially if you're surfing or if you're doing a sport on it as well. Yeah. And you can learn so much from the sea. You, yeah, dude, I just think. being in it. Yeah, you know, the currents, the waves, everything. Yeah, like, well, I think that's that's a part of it as well, and mm-hmm. a part that you know, over the last ten years, I've really like got to grips with. And like the first, you know, I I realized this recently that actually yeah. it needs to be a bit weird. But like the first website I check every morning is a forecast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at 28 years old, it might seem a bit weird, but I guarantee all my friends who windsurf do the same. Yeah, I mean, everyone, yeah, everyone yeah. over 60 thinks they're a weatherman, don't they? Yeah. But you're checking it from completely I'm taking reasons. it, I'm taking it, yeah, I'm hoping the weather's going to be shit. <laughs> I want it to be windy and, and you know. Um, so you, so you've been, you went travelling there, but then you were, most recently you went travelling, and this was when you really got into yoga. So you yes. and your, you and your girlfriend went to India. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Okay, so um, we Be- planned. Sorry, go on. Begin at the beginning. Begin yes. at the beginning. Yeah, yes, yeah. we planned to go to India for six months. Yeah, um, I really wanted to have an experience that was going to change my entire life. Yeah, and people sometimes say, you know, India is this place that will completely kind of crash your ego or do this, that, and the other. You'll come out as a different person. And some other people say, you know, an experience <laughs> is just an experience. Whatever. I just wanted to have this time for myself in India because I was so interested in the music, um, the writings, the Sanskrit writings, and um, even all the graphics and stuff like that. I was just so into it. Yeah. Anyway, so we we booked a flight um, about two weeks after I got back from living in Spain. And so we headed to Delhi first. um, And it was like, right, this is game one. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we had the maddest experience when we arrived. We arrived at midnight in Delhi. Yeah. Sweating, as you can imagine. Yeah, yeah. You've been to India yourself, I've been to right? India, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we had our big backpacks on, and I'd already checked online. I'm one of these people who gets into a YouTube hole. Right. But mainly, hopefully, for the right reason, and this time I did. And I wanted to just go to the prepaid ticket place. Yeah. Made sure, sorry, excuse me, made sure that we went and got an actual legit taxi. Because there's scams left, right, and centre yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in India in general. So we went to this prepaid ticket booth. There's some guys giving us dodgy looks, trying to call us over. I'm like, no, we'll just resist. Yeah. I was keeping Connie close to me. I was making sure we we're going to get that ticket. Anyway, bought a ticket from the prepaid taxi rank, and we were like, cool. We're going to our hotel. We've arrived safely. We can sleep well and see what Delhi looks like in the morning. Yeah. Wrong. That didn't quite happen. So it was Diwali. Yeah. which is a Hindu celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of the roads were shut. The police had shut about 80% of the roads, I'd oh. say. Unfortunately, <clears throat> we were about like an hour's drive away from the airport. So we had two taxi drivers. Um, turns out they were brothers. Yeah. And they were kept swapping over, swapping over. Um, 
smoking weed in between time. Yeah, just chilling. We're yeah, just getting yeah. a, a fat waft in the back seat, um, which is quite funny. I thought, cool, this is India. This is the experience. Yeah, like, yeah. We're, we're open to whatever's going to happen. This is a good way to start it. Um, anyway, we drove around and it felt like a bit too long. It was like, I think, an hour in the car and we were nowhere near the destination. Yeah. Um, and we were we weren't really sure what was going on we saw a lot of road closures and stuff like that yeah yeah anyway fast forward to about half an hour later we ended up at this tourist center now i'd from my youtube hole i'd seen that there were a lot of fake tourist centers right and i couldn't really tell what was going on went down this back alley and basically the taxi driver at the time told us that he's going to put us in a tuk-tuk because they can get down these small roads for these road closures and we'd had to wait at this tourist office center thing whatever you want to call it yeah bearing in mind it was like 2am india time it never stops but for us we were knackered yeah um, yeah with, with the time change i mean i don't even know what time it was back in the uk um so we got out of the car um i said to connie stay here stay with the bags they won't drive off went inside they wanted me to speak to someone on the phone i thought i don't care i don't want to know what's going on yeah just take us to our hotel we paid you this is your job you know let's go I was trying to keep my calm, keep my cool, whilst being firm. Yeah. Um, anyway, ended up at another tourist information centre. Yeah. Managed to get there and pretty much the same thing happened, but these guys were nicer. I still didn't, I couldn't trust them. Yeah, yeah. They just arrived, I'd read so much about scams, I couldn't trust them. Connie was like settling in, like, yeah, cool, like, how are you guys doing? Da, da, da. I wasn't sure about them. Anyway, one of the guys left, went back to the airport. It turns out that they weren't actually trying to scam us. Yeah. They were just trying to um, basically give us the tip to drivers so they could go back to the airport to pick up more people. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, we got to the airport about four hours later. You got back to the airport? Sorry, not to the airport. Sorry, to the hotel. To the hotel. Four hours later. Oh, my God. We got to this hotel. It was, wasn't was ideal. A questionable hotel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very much so. Anyway, so we had two weeks before we went to Rishikesh. Right. Which is in the north of India. Uh-huh. Um, and it's pretty much the yoga centre of the world. Okay. Self-proclaimed, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. But you can see why when you go there, there's hundreds and hundreds. To of... me, whenever I think of the centre of yoga and stuff, mm. I always think of India. Mm. And I know, no- I know nothing about it, really. So right. I always assume that... It, I always associate it with India. Yeah. So I guess it makes sense. It's definitely... It's where it was birthed. I yeah. mean... Yeah, so we had two weeks before we went to Rishikesh to explore the region of Rajasthan. Yeah. Um, so we'd done the Golden Triangle, done Rajasthan, it was really cool. Um, I take a lot of film photos. Cool. I have done for years on end, I just love the rawness of it, it makes yeah, you so it. present. You know? Yeah, that's cool. You're not sitting there kind of on your phone, yeah, yeah, yeah. brightness, or you're in a big camera with it's a just lens. A bit, it's a bit more analogue, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's literally, you're in that time with that person, with that scene, you literally, I'd say... Play around with one or two settings, make sure the light's fine. Yeah. Press, you know, press hit on it and you've got a beautiful photo. And I was just enjoying it so mm. much, just taking photos of people, asking them if I could on the street. Yeah, yeah. Um, seeing all these colours. I mean, obviously India is just overwhelming yeah, yeah. the senses. Yeah. Yeah. And then India. So after Rajasthan, we flew to Rishikesh. Um, and it was amazing to be somewhere with tourists. Yeah, but spending two weeks of being stared at, and because your girlfriend Connie, she has very, very blonde hair. Yes. Isn't she? Yes. she she looks a little bit like Daenerys Targaryen from yes. Game of Thrones. Yeah, quite literally. And for me, 
when I went to India, I was 11 years old. And I also looked like Daenerys yeah. Targaryen yeah. when I was 11 but years sometimes old. Sometimes you wish you had a weapon like that as well. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A fucking dragon. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I remember, yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of um, Indian people wanted to take pictures of me and my little brother because we mm-hmm. were really, really blonde. Mm-hmm. So I guess you had that as well, but yeah, even I mean, more difficult because it's your girlfriend as well. So you're like, yeah, you know. I mean, I, I, I guess with the picture thing, she definitely had enough. Yeah. Sometimes we, I had to pick up for her, but obviously Connie was fine with picking up for herself. Sometimes it was just funny. Yeah. It was just funny to have, you know, photos taken of us, but... I imagine, yeah, getting back to, like, other tourists. Yes. You probably... And it's a funny thing because it's their country and, you know, all this and stuff, but it's such a different... It's a culture shock more than anything else, isn't it? 100%. Yeah. Like, for me, learning a bit of Hindi before we went was a big respect thing. I mean... Oh, did you? Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, what's your name and things like that. Yeah, nice. Very basic and... I just wanted to know thank you. I want, I think it's such a big thing for respect. Yeah. So that actually helped in the weirdest of moments. Really? Yeah, just knowing a bit of Hindi. Even just saying no no thank you yes. and stuff, but yeah. rather than... Yeah. yeah, literally things like that. And we got to Rishikesh. It was like a breath of fresh air. You know, we had everything we needed, really. It was calm. Yeah. Um, there was lovely stores full of food that we kind of recognised yeah. again. Um, comfy bed because I mean the accommodation that we were trying to budget for in the rest of India yeah. was just yeah not living up to scratch but no. anyway yeah but and yeah we had to, we had a week in Rishikesh um, and we knew that we were going to part within a week so we right. spent in time in Rishikesh just make sure we were enjoying each other's company why why were you guys going to part so I'd planned to do a meditation teacher training nice and Connie had always had the you know the ulterior motive to do yoga teacher the yoga training. thing right yeah. Yeah. yeah and I thought I need this I need meditation teacher training I'd love to teach myself friends family yeah how to meditate anyway I got to my ashram which is basically the accommodation yeah um, complex I don't know what it is but ashram is just a space where you practice something and you stay there. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, got there. I didn't like it at all. It felt like a hostel. Yeah. Rather than I was actually going to learn something. Yeah. Right. It just, the vibe wasn't right. It was, was it, did it just feel like gap, yeah. gap your hostel? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was so off and I was so disappointed, so let down. And I had this awkward decision to pretty much get out of there. Yeah. Or do it. Luckily, I got out of there. <laughs> I went back to the hotel and I just said, Honey, I can't do it. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. I think I want to do yoga, and I've, I've done some quick research. Yeah, learning about yoga, still not really knowing too much about it. Realizing at this that, point was your only yoga experience, the hot yoga you spoke about yes. before. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yeah. There. Couple classes from my friend Gracie, like relaxing classes. Yeah, yeah. Again, I don't know too much. Real all. fresh face, basically. Yeah. Nice. And basically, it was like 10 p.m. Connie had already had the first day at the ashram. Yeah. Um, and I, she rang me and said, why don't you just come here? And it's funny because I wanted to leave that experience to her. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew how much it meant to her to do her yoga teacher training. You didn't want to feel like you were crashing the party. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's like, oh, you can't go near that wheel kind of thing. I didn't yeah, want it to be like yeah, that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> basically, I made the decision to go there. I thought, I have no idea what I'm in for. But yeah. I have no other choice. I mean, I did, but this is what I wanted to actually do. The more I warmed up to the idea. Yeah. Um, got there at 7am the next day, 
joined in on a beautiful fire ceremony. And yeah, that kickstarted my month at the Ashram, which I think somehow has definitely changed my life. And did you kind of, you know, you straight away arrived at the meditation thing and you were like, nope. Yeah. Did you arrive at this other place and you were like, yes. Yes. You exactly. were like, you straight in, you were like, this is, this is, this is what I was looking for. Yeah. As easy as that. It was like a green signal. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And it was just beautiful. It was on this like, um, farmland all you could see was this green grass oh, sick. yeah it was like a misty morning when i arrived you could see mountains in the background these Just, like low buildings yeah you see these indian guys and these ladies walking around so peaceful barefoot it felt authentic yeah and I, I arrived in this taxi and i was like i have arrived yeah <laughs> he is here the yeah. messiah yes yeah i felt like <laughs> i was like oh hey oh hi and i was like yeah i'm just a late what's up a newcomer yeah yeah and it was just it was unreal unreal experience i mean i don't even know where to start so well let's start start so is that was it like a for me to compare it to anything is it like a, doing a, a windsurfing instructor course they call it a zero to hero okay so cool. is it so you, you go along you you learn to windsurf mm-hmm. and then the last couple of weeks you learn to teach what you've learned to do yes and then there's varying levels of instructor mm-hmm. and you always have to be the level above what you could teach so this is to become a beginner instructor. Is it, I, I imagine it's far more spiritual than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it is it vaguely similar to that? Is there yeah. to be a, because I know, I know you've got to do a certain amount of hours and things mm-hmm. like that, haven't you? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I think like for windsurfing and any other pretty much water sport, it's all about progress, isn't it? Yeah. And it's all about learning something new and making sure you actually yeah. know the sport inside out. With new, new, new skills, yeah. new manoeuvres and, you right. know. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so it's the, it was the equivalent. Um, it was basically laid out in the sense that we had different teachers to teach us different aspects of yoga. Okay. Um, it wasn't really actually much about the teacher training at all. No. It was very spiritual. Um, and not all ashrams are. Some of them, how you like to practice yoga, it's just about the physical and actually becoming the teacher. But we happened to pick this, we picked this place, which is called Triguna Yoga. Triguna. Um, yeah, and it was just really spiritual and it was, it was a great experience. I guess that's, that, that's kind of, well, I, correct me if I've misinterpreted, but mm. it sounds like they almost kind of get you through the mindset thing of it. And I guess you obviously got to learn all the poses and all that sort of stuff, goes yeah. without saying. But then they kind of go, you kind of have to find your own path and what, yes. what sort of teacher you want to be. Right, that's it. Which yeah. I think is really cool and I think mm. that should, I, you know, I, I, this is controversial for me saying it about Winston, but that's very much the centre me and Heidi worked at together. Mm. It was very much like that as well. We mm. were affiliated, not a recognised training centre of the governing body. Mm-hmm. So it was very much like find your own way okay. of teaching certain things. And, you know, you find your own way of saying things to people and things. And I think that worked better mm-hmm. than having a bit of a script to follow. Yes. I can't imagine in yoga there is ever really a script. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty cool that they sort of, yeah, that, that way of encouraging. But I think yoga is obviously very different because there's that massive spiritual, mindful mm-hmm. aspect of it. There is. But at the same time, you're so right in the sense that it's exactly the same as windsurfing. Yeah. You know, you are just made to be your own teacher, and yeah. that's it. They said from the beginning, please don't copy anyone else. Don't <clears throat> copy any of the teachers. Be yourself. And yeah. I think that's the best advice you can give anyone, spiritual or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Give to a child, give to an old person. Just find your own path. Yeah, find your own path, be yourself. We had 
all these beautiful, amazing teachers, but you know, one would teach us alignment. Right. Um, one would teach us. Um, we had an emotional blockage course, which I'll go into into a minute. Yeah, yeah. Pretty interesting. I'm going to need another beer before that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had another teacher who would um, run through Ashtanga yoga, which is more like a workout, a physical side. Cool. So I think that that's the kind of yoga I've done before. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ashtanga is good fun. Good yeah. fun, bro. Yeah. So it's a solid workout and. Yeah, you feel like you've been through something after yeah. this. Yeah. And then we had another teacher who would show us Hatha yoga, right. which is a slightly slower yoga. Okay. Um, you do like sun salutations. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've done that. Yeah. I've done that. It's just a typical kind of routine you do in yoga. You're meant to practice it 108 times, and that's meant to give you whatever this lifetime of abundance. Right. Not quite that, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. similar. Um and this month was just, yeah, it was just filled with so many experiences. I mean, I had definitely had my favourites of the teachers, but living in this this kind of ashram experience, I mean, we had a room which had nothing in it whatsoever. Right. Apart from a bed. Okay. Um, and the bed was hard. Was that was that the idea? Yeah, that was the idea. So that was called karma yoga, in the sense that you don't need belongings, you don't need any nice interior design or you know, good smells or whatever, it's definitely yeah, smell yeah. nice, <laughs> um, for you to feel a certain way, content, for you to feel content, yeah, yeah. exactly, I mean, I had an Indian toilet, yeah, yeah, so which is just on the floor, floor. I even got told about how that would include my kind of uh, passage, in a certain way, yeah, 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 just squatting over that, and you know, my shower was lacking in hot water, yeah, um, and it just, it just stripped everything away from us, what we have in the western world, yeah, and really made you think, and, felt so content in this room by yeah. the end of it because it just felt like my new home and it's weird isn't it yeah everything outside that room that was happening was so much of a learning experience that as long as I had somewhere to sleep that was enough yeah by the time you get yeah. back to that room it's it's designated for one purpose isn't it yeah. yeah yeah I mean we had a lot of philosophy as well I mean that went over my head I mean I'm, I'm not that spiritual whatever that even means yeah um, I definitely have interest in it. Yeah. We'd sit with this hour and a half philosophy class and I'd walk out of that, be scratching my head thinking... What the fuck have I just been told? Yeah, what did he say about Panchakosha? Oh my like, God, all yeah. these new words. Yeah, learned. yeah. And, uh, yeah, it went over my head, but it was so great to learn. I mean, the emotional blockage thing. Do you want to grab a beer first? Or do you want me to go into Yeah, it? guys, we're going to pause for one second because we've run out of lager. And we are back in. we got? Oh, mate. Four Pure Brewing Company. I always talk about Four Pure Brewing Company. When are you guys going to send me some beers? I've got a Ridgeline Pale Ale. Sick. I love the design of it. It's like somewhere in Japan oh, or dude, something. These, these cans are so nice. Yeah, they're cool. That's the cool. Ridgeline. And there's... Oh, fuck. I say I drink a lot of them. I can't remember. There's another one that's got like... It's like orange and it's got full-on sunset and like the Grand Canyon and things. It's well, I love these so much. I mean, what have I got? Mittelfrath Vienna Lager. Well, it doesn't say anything about what it's going to taste like, but it's another green good. can. Yeah, another green can. Cool. So what were we on? Emotional blocking. So yes. this, was, this was one of the classes that you took, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So um, this is a five-day course, uh-huh. um, very near to the start of our experience. Right. And it was all about allowing us to surface emotions that are trapped inside the body. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I didn't realise there's emotions trapped in different parts of your body. Yeah, and then yeah. I found this out. So it all started off with some simple stuff 
well, I say simple stuff, but yeah. it's still pretty odd. Um, we ended up finding pressure points in the body. Yeah. And uh, I'd suffered with a lot of mental health problems for a, at least a good two years. I was really excited to get some stuff out. Okay. Um, suffering, living, you know, living in Spain, things like that. And we had this guy called Harry who was leading it. Yeah. He was such a G. He was, um, he'd show up in his Puma trackies. Yeah. Full Puma tracksuit. And he had this, like, this stern look on his face, but he'd give you, like, this kind of half smile, which you knew, like, something was going about to happen. Something's about to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was game time. And we sat in this big dome, and it echoes. Like, the acoustics are amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, you'll say something, you'll hear it for another five minutes. Sick. Kind of thing. Yeah, really, really cool. And uh, he was leading this course, and it's all to do with, like, naturopathy as well. Right. Um... But it all started off with prodding each other, trying to find pressure points on the body oh. and stuff like that. And he was literally calling people up. We were all crowding around and people who had certain pains <clears throat> in their body, he would come up and show you how to relieve it. Wow. And say about how emotion would be blocking it rather than something physical. Um, I've got a pain in my right knee. Right. That's from when I used to play rugby when I was a child and it kind of just dipped around, didn't really go. Yeah. Um, so he called me up and, and I was, I was going to Connie because like, obviously I was with Connie at this time I was like Connie shall I shall I go up and see if he can relieve my knee yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah at this time you're so you're so um, you believe everything that's going on you're so gullible that's, yeah, that's the word yeah, I was yeah. looking for and uh, I was like he can relieve my knee I was like cool anyway he got to I, I was the last one to go up for this short sequence of what he was showing to the class yeah and yeah, I said I've got a problem in my right knee. He poked one of the tendons on my foot. I was playing around like the fourth and fifth tendon and was just kind of looking around, looking at me. All went silent. Yeah. People didn't really know what was Is going there like on. a circle of people all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so staring exactly at me. Exactly what I'm imagining, yeah. Like, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I felt myself going red. Even Connie was going red. <laughs> I was <laughs> looking like, oh. at Yeah. <laughs> What's he about to say? He mumbled something under his breath. Yeah. I didn't hear what he said. Right. He goes, Has it been a tough two years? And I, and I go, has it been a tough two years? Obviously, at this point, everyone else had heard it around. Yeah. And I went, yeah. Actually, it really has. I went, okay. I went silent again. He was poking my tendons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, feel your knee. I was bending my knee back and forth. I mean, at the time, it felt great. Yeah. And I think it did help with my whole experience, ah. having a better knee. It's not so good now. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not a lifetime effect. No. This whole idea that this man could tell that how I did had... He, yeah, how... Yeah, I have no weird, idea. That's isn't it? Because, like, for me, obviously, you know, it's different, isn't it? Because you were there. So, yeah. like, me and anyone listening to this, probably thinking, you know, there's, there's a slight element of, like, raising my eyebrow and being like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. But then, actually, you know, my, my mum's really into, like, homeopathic remedies. Oh, cool. And all this. So mom, there's, yeah. uh, there's always been an element of it in my house. Mm -hmm. Me and my little brother used to call it hippie wank shite. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> and, and now we still refer to yeah. it. And even mum like talks about it. Even when mum talks about it in a serious way, she still calls it hippie wank shite. <laughs> so there is that element of people looking at it and going, oh, it's hippie wank shite. Yeah. But like, we, are, I, I, I do slightly believe in a little bit of hippie wank shite. Mm -hmm. This is me. This is still me now. There's still a lot I don't know what to believe in. Yeah. I still think it's hippie wank shite, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we spent so long calling it woo-woo. It completely goes <laughs> over your head, like, yeah, what are you even talking about? Yeah, kind of thing. but I think 
there to me one there must be something there if that many people follow it and mm. that many people get something out of it and two how the fuck did he know that I'm so happy you said that how did he figure yeah. something out and go mm. yeah. yeah to have that many people following it you're right there must be there's, something there's, there's something behind it, it. Mm. and these people that you know yoga, yoga changed my life yoga did this and yoga did that and, mm. and not just from a I lost 30 kilos and could touch my toes yeah it's from a complete headspace thing yeah so how how did he do that? Oh, that's mad. Did you did you get a chance to speak to him afterwards? No. no. So it turns out that Harry, the guy that runs it, also owns two other. He's the owner. We found out at the end. Okay. He owns two other yoga. Where's he? Where's he from? Is he? He's from India. He's. I think he's, he's from. Indian. Yeah. I think okay. he's from somewhere near Rishikesh. Right. Yeah. I think Harry was his English name. Yeah. 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 Get a very long name that we probably found difficult to pronounce. And yeah. Harry. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so he was a local boy, but I mean, I didn't get a chance to speak to him. I actually asked him if I could have a conversation with him. He said, yes, we'll do it in a couple of days. It never happened. Yeah, yeah, I bet he, he must get asked so much. So. Yeah, I mean, so anyway, yeah. Sorry, back to the emotional blockage thing. That's just the start of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had a couple more days. Um, we were doing pranayama, which is breathing technique. Yeah. It literally means like vital life energy force of using your breath. And for me, breathing is just the most important thing ever now. I mean, I've taught it to my mum, I've taught it to my dad, and just small little techniques. And we were doing these techniques that were absurd at the time. Right. He was literally showing us techniques, bending over at different heights with his arms, his biceps towards his, towards his head, yeah. his arms pointing in the sky, and he was making the noise, shoo. Right. That's it, and he kept going, shoo. He was taking this really, really deep inhale as he was doing it. Yeah. And he was doing it at different levels. And we were watching him. Some were filming it for research. And I was looking at him, like, tilting my head left to right, going, cool. What's this, though? (laughs) What's going to happen? Yeah. And he sat down, and he kept doing it. And it lasted about a minute, this breathing technique. But he wanted us to then perform. Anyway, we'd done it. And the results were really strange. There were some people crying from the effect that it had on them. Right. There were some people laughing and just howling in laughter yeah, from the yeah. effect it had on them. Because your whole diaphragm feels like it's lit up. It feels like it's coming out your body. Yeah, yeah. It's It has such an effect on you. I think it's such a deep breathing technique and the fact that you're kind of moving up and down as well yeah. creates weird sensations through your body. And I don't know if it's making that strange noise as well. Yeah. It just had people acting in the strangest ways and we kept on doing these pranayama techniques and so many emotions were coming up yeah I don't recall crying I just recall laughing really laughing I was going to say what did, what, did you, yeah. what did it make yeah. you do yeah it made me laugh and I thought I was going to cry yeah I mean um, I'm not a stranger to crying at all I, I, I cry at a lot of TV programs and stuff like that yeah <laughs> it's going to come out if it's going to come out yeah now it will come out now yeah it didn't. I remember Connie having a little cry, and most were crying. When you hear sobbing, it's really disturbing. Yeah, yeah. Around that dome, oh, hearing that echo around us, and hearing more yeah. than hearing more than one person cry. Yeah. At once, like you don't. That doesn't ever usually happen unless you're like a you know a funeral or right. something really bad. So usually, yeah, it reminds you. I guess that's shit. associated. Yeah. With yeah. So that's weird. That's mad that you still ended up just pissing yourself laughing. Yeah. 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 I mean. <laughs> I made sure I'd done them properly and I wanted to see if there was going to be a chance where I might cry. Yeah. I wasn't pushing for it, obviously. 
Um, I guess for all these things, though, you for something like that, you have to give it your all. Yeah. Because you have, you know, when you're so involved and you're mm-hmm. so there, you can't be cynical about it. Especially when the dude's just said, how's the last two years been? You yeah. Know, like you said, you you don't even mean to end. It's not even necessarily being gullible. Mm-hmm. It's just giving into the process. Yes. And being like, right, I'm, I'm just going to fucking go with this. That's and it. if I feel like I need to cry, I'm just going to cry. Yeah. Or if I feel like I'm going to laugh, I don't, I should, maybe I shouldn't feel embarrassed mm-hmm. to, to like piss myself laughing in yeah. while everyone's being quiet. Yeah. The biggest way, the biggest thing I took away from this was openness. Like, yeah. Not even openness to talking about how you're feeling, which is, I think, single-handedly the most important thing on planet Earth, but also open to just being crazy. Open to just being something that's completely out of this world. Yeah, well, open open, yeah, open yeah, to just being however you want to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. And this followed with um, laughing Yeah. for 10 minutes straight, and it was basically laughter yoga, Yeah. which I got really into. Yeah. And actually was laughing at my own laugh. <laughs> just created this weird little frenzy and then we also had to make up a language and right. speak that for 10 minutes and it's all these weird techniques and it was just such a strange five days but after those five days people were eating dinner and just sitting there in silence being yeah. like what the fuck just happened really yeah was everyone yeah. else was everyone else on the course with you and Connie were they all kind of in in a similar boat and they were like this is this is fucking mental, but it's working. Yeah, like things are things are happening. Yeah, people like, expressing the same things. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's really interesting as well because I I did wonder like I do wonder if like me and like you know my my group of boys mm-hmm. if we all went I always I always try and put myself in like my shoes in the shoes of all these people mm-hmm. I talk to. It's like what would me and the boys do? Mm-hmm. I feel like if me and the boys went initially we'd be like. What is this? <laughs> you you know, would. Offer raised eyebrows and like, what is this guy trying to get us to do? But actually, it kind of fascinates me to think, a few days in, would we all be like, oh my God, mm-hmm. like, some, you know, something's happening to mm-hmm. me. Something, you know. Yeah, you, you accept that this, there's change coming. Yeah. And you realise that this change is going to bring some kind of growth, whatever it is. Um, and it was really weird. I mean, obviously, I had Connie. And there was one other couple there as well. Right. Apart from that, no one knew anyone else. Oh, really? So it was really cool for me to have someone else there to actually properly talk about it. I mean, obviously, we create close friends, but... Yeah, it's but not... it's, that's really cool to have it with your yeah. partner, though. Where yeah. Because you, you, there's already that familiarity where you don't... Because <clears throat> even with, like, friends you've met or even just friends, you're mm. always potentially holding something back. Yeah. But if yeah. you're with Connie, you can literally say, look, this did this to me, or I felt... Mm-hmm. that didn't even even like that didn't work mm-hmm. or you know I didn't really feel something and then you, you can kind of gauge like your reaction a little bit yeah. can't you yeah Which yeah I you think can is really good and I think it's nice that you have someone who fully understands you and we're on the same page we're on the same wavelength as well yeah about all kinds of experiences and how we feel about the world and existence and all the yeah, other yeah. things that we were there for so it's good to yeah relate have someone you could relate to over these yeah Mad experiences. Yeah, it sounds yeah. insane. Yeah. So then, when you when you kind of get to the the end of that mm. and the end of of this course and things, how how does it work? Like, are you are you kind of given a certificate or are you you know is there some sort of ceremony? Like yes. How 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 does it work? Yeah. So we had a fire ceremony. Cool. And I love the sounds of Indian rare voices I don't know what you call them Indian voices that right. sing it has this certain like effect on me yeah, um, yeah. 
and it just there's of, something really like ethereal about it, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, like yeah, other, yeah. Otherworldly. Yeah, you feel like you're on psychedelics. Or yeah. Something. Well, like even me and me and Heidi was me and Heidi were talking about it the other day. Like when mm. I lived in Egypt, Egypt's obviously a Muslim country, so you used to have the call to prayer five times yeah. a day. I love it. And I thought, yeah, the call to prayer was pretty cool. Yeah. Like sometimes, you know, it would get annoying at like mm-hmm. four in the morning when you're trying to sleep and stuff. But at the same time, it's like, well, we're in their country. Yeah. So it's just a bit you, just got, you just got to get on with it. Yeah. You don't get that annoyed about it. But like, yeah. But actually listen to it. I, I always thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, it is, huge isn't it? towers everywhere and it's like blasting out and stuff. Yeah. And like, it, there is something otherworldly about it. Mm-hmm. All these like, well, I guess in India, it'd be, you know, a similar thing, like a call to prayer. Yeah. You know, it's completely different and knowing that People are praying all around you right now when you were in Egypt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost just like you've stepped in onto another world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like it, you do, yeah, it is. It's yeah. and you know, even like you're getting in a taxi, like yeah. it's a completely <laughs> yeah. different yeah, world. Yeah. Like we're but then again, also I imagine because this is our normal, but I do imagine if a an Indian guy mm. was like suddenly put in the middle of London mm. or whatever, he'd mm. be like, What the fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah. Bit like when, or if you're Eastbourne on a Saturday night, yeah, seeing these eighteen year olds doing, yeah, twerking, doing. twerking down the high street, yeah. falling out of McDonald's <laughs> yeah. and all this, you know, they're probably like, what on earth yeah. is this, mm-hmm. you know? So it's it's all it's all relative with mm-hmm. that, yeah, and, and that's it. I mean, so yeah, we finished with this fire ceremony, and we all sit in this big circle in the dome. It all yeah. sounds very. What's that thing you said? A hippie, hippie wank shite. Yeah, hippie wank shite. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy comes in and he kind of recites these mantras to close our ceremony. Yeah. And I get so into it. Like, we had mantra every day at 6am. That was our six days a week at 6am mantra. Right. Um, I'm not going to lie, I skipped a few because it was getting too early. Is that is it optional, all this stuff? Um, yes. But is it is it kind of like frowned upon if you're It not is frowned that? upon quite big time. Mantra wasn't because so many of us didn't show up for those early mornings, which I do regret now because I wish I had that discipline within me to be like, show up for it, Will. Go and fucking do it. That's what you were here for. And we yeah. just couldn't wake up at half five every day. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. It's always one it was of those hard. things. But I got so into the mantra. And yeah, we had this fire ceremony um, closing it off. And then, yeah, everyone got stiffed one by one. Yeah, it's funny because I remember a couple of days before the end, we've got a female teacher called Krishna, right? Which is also the name of a Hindu god. So yeah, yeah. Automatically, I looked at her as like a godly kind of figure. Yeah, yeah. And she's this little lady from the Indian mountains, and her aura is unreal. She comes into the room. Just the vibe yeah, around her. Yeah, she's the Ashtanga teacher. Right. So the fast, faster paced yoga. Uh huh. Um, and she comes in every morning. That, we had our Ashtanga at half six, straight after Mantra. Right. She come in and you feel her presence. She's such a G. The way she carries herself, the way she walks, the way she talks, she keeps a straight face. But outside of, outside of um, actual teaching us yoga, yeah. and asana, which is just postures, yeah. um, she's very smiley and all this stuff, but she knows how to teach. And I remember towards the end, we all had to perform... Um, a sun salutation. Yeah. Yeah, which I was telling about earlier. Um, and she'd give us feedback on pretty much who we were in our life. Oh, wow. Just by performing a sun salutation, which is a yoga sequence. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was a really weird concept. Is a sun salutation, is that a vinyasa? Yes. Yeah, there cool. you go. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. That's it, Sandy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. You call it vinyasa, uh, yeah, vinyasa okay. flow or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. cool. There we go, yeah. So we performed that, and we're doing it one by one, right. and she gave us feedback. I remember I had a mate there called Joe from Ireland, 
such yeah. a funny lad, strongest accent in the world. Really? I think she said to him, you need to be more present, something like that. And she kept going around the class. I was near the end, so I was getting nervous. I'm not very good at waiting. No, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, everything starts to go and, you know, everyone's getting feedback like, you're going to do this in the future, you're going to be that. And it's all kind of like light-hearted stuff. Yeah, so I was going to say, it's not like... No. It's not like a pass-fail thing. Yeah, anything, no, it? I mean, she even told someone, you need to eat more spinach. <laughs> I just thought, fuck me. Fuck knows what she's going to say to me. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I've done, done my vinyasa to her. Yeah. Um, and she gave me feedback. What she said to me, she said, she said, um, I know that you're going to be happy. Yeah. And you're going to be free always. That's all she said. And everyone turned around and stared at me. And they were like... And I was like, I said, thank you, Krishna. Like, and I put my <laughs> arms to my chest like I've become... I can't even speak become a part of this cult yeah yeah but it wasn't it was just one of the most amazing things I've ever heard from someone yeah That's after going cool. through that experience it's amazing yeah. amazing words to hear though yeah from someone who's pretty revered mm-hmm. you know and all this and, and when especially when they're just telling someone else eat more spinach <laughs> yeah, yeah or you know be more present yeah yeah you know this and then she tells you something like that yeah I couldn't believe it I just couldn't get, I couldn't get over it. I went back to my room and I wrote those words in my journal. Yeah. In big writing. And then I just put Christian's name at the bottom. I left it at that and it's yeah. still in my journal today and I came across it about three weeks ago. Sick. And it took me back to that moment and I'll get never it, forget it. Get it on your arm or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good shout. I mean, I've got loads of little stickers. I know, I've seen, yeah, yeah. You've, got, yeah you've got little ones. Yeah. Get it, get it there. You in, add to it, yeah. In Hindi or something yeah. like that. It'd be sick, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's a good idea, actually. Well, that, to so, me, yeah. if there was ever something to get tattooed on you, it's that. Mm. Yeah, something so meaningful. I think single-handedly that's been, well, the nicest compliment I've ever received from yeah, someone yeah. who I respect so much. Yeah. So much. and Yeah. Shout out Krishna. <laughs> yeah, one time. Shout out, shout out to Krishna. So then you, you know, and then I assume you and Connie both you know, got your certificates, got all that stuff. And then, uh, when was this? Because you, you came home early because of COVID and stuff, didn't you? No, we actually came home early because we'd kind of run out of money. Fair enough, yeah, yeah. And we didn't want to carry on anymore. Turns out, it looks like we came home because of coronavirus. So you probably had to yeah. come home anyway. Yeah, so. it happened a month after we got back. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we done India. We travelled around, I was taking more photos, went to Varanasi which was a mad place, um, done Sri Lanka and Australia, um, just briefly. And then, yeah, got to New Zealand with the intention of working there and living. Um, we had the idea that we were going to be there for two years. Oh, no. Didn't work out at all. Uh, we arrived at Wellington, which just, there's nothing about it, really. Nothing about it at all. Right. Didn't really like the vibe there so we moved on to a place on the south island because Wellington's on the north island yeah yeah obviously divided between two and again we didn't like it and I think we just run out of steam I think India was so intense I was, I was just about to say yeah. you've experienced so much culture yeah that actually if you if you'd gone straight from here to New Zealand mm. you'd probably have been like oh it's really cool here yeah and it's really outdoor and there's the, the Maori vibe and you know all That's this it. stuff but actually You've been to India where it's so, so rich mm-hmm. in culture that you actually, you get back to New Zealand, which is a Western country. Mm-hmm. You know, you get there and you're probably like, 
oh, there's a McDonald's there. Or yeah. You know, I might as well be an eSport. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So That's I, it. I, can, yeah. I can imagine that kind of thought process going through your head. I've never been to New Zealand. Yeah, I've lived no, in Australia. But right. You saying that, nailed it on the head. Yeah. Literally. That's what it felt like. It just felt like, why are we here when it resembles England so much? Yeah. And obviously, it's got so much beauty, but initial first stage, first kind of um, outlook on the country. Yeah. We just thought, like, we might as well go home and we came up with this kind of brief plan. And... I mean, I've always wanted to go back to Spain, and that's our next. Adventure. That's the goal. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, you mentioned it. Um, yeah, you mentioned it briefly the other day. Yeah, yeah. So that's to to go and teach English. Yes, which I've done twice before in Spain. Yeah. Um, but this time it's more of a permanent move. Yeah. Um, so really grateful for the academy that's kind of accepted us on there. But no, I love Spain. I love how each region is divided up into something that's completely different to the next. So where, where, in, where in Spain were you before? Where are you going now? Um, so I was in the northwest okay. in a region called Galicia. Yeah. But now we're going to Barcelona. Nice. Um, mainly because... Uh, Barcelona's southeast, isn't it? No, it's northeast. North, northeast, yeah. yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Spain goes like that. Yes. That, doesn't it? Yeah, right, yeah. 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 You've got good... Well, first they've got good veggie vegan food, whereas a lot of Spain doesn't. Right. You, you got Barcelona is so like cosmopolitan, though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't really feel like Spain, to be honest. Dude, I went. For, we, me and Heidi went for the first time. Yeah, where are you guys going? Oh man, it was the sickest time. It's cool. One isn't of it? my one of my closest friends growing up, he lives out there now. I'll oh, see it. Yeah, I'll have to give you like. Yeah, please do. You, you guys are so similar. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my, my best mate Kyle, he's a barber, but he's like yeah. he's so mindful and all this. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, you guys will get on really well. Yeah, see. Um, but he lives. He's lived out there probably the last year, year and a half. Mm. Um, and he, he really, yeah, he likes it. He, he's gone through like peaks and troughs, but I think he, it's an, it's an epic place to live. Yeah. It's a really cool city. That's it. It's, you can bop about anywhere on the metro. I mean. Yes, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, yeah. I'm the opposite of a city person. Like to me, Eastbourne is a sprawling metropolis. Same. Like yeah. I can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Scottish Highlands. I don't know anything about cities and stuff. But we got to Barcelona and I was a bit nervous. It's a city, you know, mm. I don't know. And I was like, it's so chill. You just get on, the metro's not complicated. It's not like London. It's not, you don't, you're not going miles underground. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was super, super chilled. Mm-hmm. That's it. It doesn't feel like a city and it has like 4 million people. Yeah. But every barrier, which means neighbourhood, every barrier has something so different to offer. Yeah. Which is what Spain is as well. And we're going to live, hopefully, in a neighbourhood that, used to be a village of Barcelona. Like, right. like you said, I mean, I'm not a city boy at all. Yeah. But Barcelona's got something different where you still have your parks, you still have yeah, your small alleyways. Well, you've got the beach like as well. Yeah, you've got, got the a beach. massive beach and open spaces. I could spaces. not have it. I could yeah. not have it, yeah. So is Connie going to teach, is Connie going to teach yoga and then That's are the you plan. are you going to carry on on the kind of yoga journey you've started or is that yeah. is that kind of Taking a back seat because of life, or what's... It, it will have to take a back seat professionally, when, I guess. I yes. guess personally, you're still practicing it, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll always practice it till the day I die because it's done so much for me. I I don't know where I'd be without it. Kind yeah, of yeah. You know, it's I love it. Do you do it every day? Um, not every day, but it's no. five times a week. Five right? times a week. That's yeah. That, yeah. I think that's good. I think doing yeah. doing things every day isn't a good idea either. Agreed. Agreed. I think if you do it every day. It, it becomes stale mm-hmm. and you do end up like resenting it a bit, mm-hmm. don't you? Like even yeah. when, when we go on like 
you know, I used to go, I, like, big trips. I go to Cape Town for, like, 11 weeks, or I went to Brazil for two months and stuff, windsurfing and things. Nice. And even then, you'd get to a point where you're like, oh, I'm going to have, I need a rest day. Mm-hmm. But I literally, I, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it's not nice getting to that point. Yeah. Getting to the point where it's something you love so much, and you're like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I'm doing it too much. That's it. There's creating a habit, and then there's making it your life, but... Not realising that life does get in the way. Yeah, exactly. No matter how much you try and prevent it, there'll always be something to put you off task a little bit. And you can't make that promise to yourself because you'll be let down. I mean, five times a week is perfect. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Do you do that in, you know, like Monday to Friday and then take the weekend off? Or Um, do you just just wake up and... So I do do coins classes and then I do one other class. Okay, cool. Um, so I'd either do a relaxation class yeah. or yoga with Adrian who's a legend on YouTube yeah, yeah, yeah. 9 million followers yeah, subscribers yeah. whatever you want a nice dog yes very <laughs> nice dog makes a guest appearance in every time yeah, yeah. but I make sure I do you know one more from another teacher as well cool. just to kind of you know make sure I've had my, my, my weekly dose yeah that's good yeah it's cool and then recently I've got into yoga nidra as well which is basically dynamic sleep yoga yeah, so that was me raising my eyebrows, by the way. <laughs> yeah, insert emoji, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so basically, I've, meditation to me is, is cool, and I get it. And I think apps like Headspace are so good. Yeah. Um, and there's apps like Calm as well, which plays noises and it's meant to be very mindful. Yeah, yeah. However, I stumbled across Yoga Nidra and it had such a lasting effect on me, much more than any meditation I've ever done. Right. Basically, it's dynamic sleep. So what you do is, all you do is you lay down. You lay down on a yoga mat, in your bed, whatever, on a carpet, somewhere yeah. comfortable, with an eye mask on. Yeah. And it's conscious sleep. So, so you're sleeping, but you're awake. You're sleeping, but you're awake. Exactly. Oh, right. And what it is, it's kind of like, it touches on the sense of your whole body, making sure that you're body kind of feels like it's planted into the ground yeah. whilst also lifted up from the ground. That's the simplest way I can put it. I've and had, so, yeah, I've had it, <laughs> I always talk about this, or mm. I've never talked about it in the podcast, so there's one, this could be absolute nonsense, mm. but I like, remember, I went to Greece on holiday mm. a couple of years ago, when I finished doing seasons there, I went out on holiday to see the boys, mm-hmm. and I went out with, with my mate Jack, and we were both lying on the sunbeds one morning, Mm-hmm. and I was lying like face down I was just lying like that we were just sitting and we were chatting for a bit and then we stopped chatting and I got I went into this like transcendent state yeah. I, I wasn't asleep but I wasn't awake <clears throat> but I remember like I came out of it 20 minutes later and I said to Jack I was like it, that was it Jack was getting a massage there's like yeah. a massage lady who used to walk okay. down the beach this Chinese lady who you want a massage where's this again in Greece okay this Chinese lady used to walk down the beach and Jack was getting a massage so we stopped talking and I just went into this thing. I came out of it and I was like, Jack, I think, I think that's the most like relaxed I've ever been in my life. And mm-hmm. it still is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. But I think that there there's something there. That's it. That That's it. So, And I didn't even mean to do it. <clears throat> I don't yeah. know if I stumbled upon yeah. something. Unintentional relaxation is better than anything else. But dude, I just, I just hit this. I don't know whether I'd like... You know, I drank the perfect amount of water that morning, mm-hmm. and I, I, my, my, my yeah. body was just in a good state. Yeah. I spent the majority of that holiday drinking far too many beers. So, mm. But that day, I just remember lying there, and I was like, "Oh, this is so good." I mean, regardless if it was the beers, the sun, whatever, I think that we think that relaxing sometimes is watching a film, 
yeah. or is listening to a podcast, something like that. Yeah. But really, you're never turning that mind off. No. It's just a sensory diversion. Yeah. So I feel like that's yoga nidra. Yeah, I feel like yoga nidra is just something which completely pulls you out of your mind into your body. Yeah. And makes you think about well, makes you think about nothing. It makes you feel everything from your, you know, it brings up stuff from your subconscious mind. It surfaces everything. Yeah. And you just feel a massive relief and you feel like yeah. you're fully, fully relaxed. I mean, it's proven that yoga nidra as well, um, for 45 minutes, is like having a three to four hour sleep. Really? Yeah. So I've decided I'm going to teach my first one on Instagram Live next week. Boom. Yeah, next Wednesday, because it's had such a big effect on me. I just felt like with whatever's going on in the world right now, I wanted to share a bit of you know, relaxation of what I've found really relieving. Yeah. At such a crucial time. And yeah, I guess I've kind of adopted this um, yoga nidra thing to be something I really want to kind of pursue. Yeah. In my direction of teaching yoga in general. I think it's one of those things where, you know, you're always going to find something that works for you. Mm. And that's always going to be the thing that you're going to like push out there, isn't it? Yeah. You're always going to want to pass that on. But I think... That's how it, that's how it should be, you know. You mm-hmm. find something that works, and you find something that's good. You're always gonna wanna, you know, I, you know. I just said it. You wanna pass that on, and like, yeah. you know, this 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 really worked. I'm trying to help. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to help. That's it, you know. And that gets passed, like you know, what we were just saying there. Like as soon as you said that, I was like, I know, I roll a little bit, and like, yeah. hang on a minute, what? You can't <laughs> do yoga when I'm asleep, mate. Yeah. But actually, then I've almost got. I feel like I have an experience of exactly what you're saying. Right. Like I. I crazy did, I did have this weird thing yeah you know and yeah there's definitely something there I think sleep in general kind of has recently started to fascinate me like I don't understand sure. how we just turn our brain off for eight hours mm-hmm. so is this has this then doing this yoga and getting into all this has this I mean as as we said you, you know you've always been a really like mindful kind of aware mm-hmm. guy you've almost come across as being really positive but we've seen it all too often that the people that come across as positive are usually the ones hurting the most. Mm-hmm. But has has doing this yoga and getting on into all this, would you say that is something that has benefited your kind of mental well-being and things? Like, would you find you're generally a lot more positive and a lot more... Definitely. I hate, I hate the word positive because you can still be negative and so not feel shit. Mm-hmm. But, like, for, for lack of a better word, yeah. would you say it's kind of helped quite a lot? Definitely. It's, it's pretty much saved my life. I think... Um, what you said about someone who's being positive, that kind of stereotype that maybe on the inside they're feeling a different way. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. Um, and I always get the compliment people think I'm so positive. Yeah, dude. The first time I met yeah. you, I remember it was Heidi's surprise birthday party and yeah. I was like, you just seem like such a jolly dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jo- jolly is the word I'd use. Right. You know, you, no, I appreciate that. Man. You I just appreciate seem, that. You seem stoked to be there. Yeah. And I, and I am. I think I, I'm a very sensitive boy. Um, I think that I... I really treasure deep connections with people. Yeah. I don't know if it's lacking something, being younger or whatever, or filling a void, but no, I just think, feel like there's so much more to life than just kind of, you know, plotting along. Yeah. I feel like deep connections with people really are pretty much the remedy to life. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just feel like it's literally, I mean, I've kind of had this idea of who I thought Will was for so long. Yeah, I've, I've I've kind of always had this narrative of who I thought I was, and when you start to kind of break things down, you start to heal parts of yourself. Yeah, it's almost like your ego has a crash. Yeah, and I needed that suffering to go on internally, and for me to have yoga 
to come out on the other side to realize that I'm not this, you know, idea that I think who I think Will is. Instead, I can now just be my literal natural state. Yeah. I mean, your ego is just there to kind of try and hide who you really are. And I'm not yeah. saying you have to kill your ego, but you have to nurture it in order to realize your natural state, which is joy, which is love. Yeah, which well, is I think, kind of I think ego, ego, and ego and confidence get mixed up a lot. Yes. Don't they? Yes. And there's a big difference. I think confidence is good, ego mm-hmm. is bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there, there is a lot of confusion there and the lines often get really, really blurred. Yes. When it when it comes to that, you know, and a that's lot of it. people can look at something and go, that's ego. Mm-hmm. But actually it might not be. Right. It's, it's, it's confidence. Right. A bit like, I've only watched the first couple of episodes, but like the thing with the, the um, Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance on Netflix. I haven't watched that. Oh, no. Yeah. I've, I've only watched the first couple of episodes and stuff, but I mean, he like, it's really easy to look at him and go mm-hmm. ego mm-hmm. egotistical fucker but he's not he's just confident because he knows he's the hardest worker in the room yeah he's in there he's the one up at five in the morning on the court mm-hmm. playing playing shooting hoops getting it done yeah so that's a confidence thing and he knows he's like yeah I'm putting the work in that's why I'm good at it mm-hmm. that's why I'm a billionaire now and that's why I'm Michael Jordan mm-hmm. you know so it's it, there is that huge yeah you put that perfectly, and I think for me, le- learning that I can just be myself and unlearning a lot of what I was conditioned yeah into believing, um, I have become more confident. I find it fascinating that you 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 refer to yourself a lot in the third person. Yes, when it comes to this, and I don't know whether yeah. that's like a, I think that's that's a really fascinating thing to do, mm. and I guess. That almost reminds me of like a yoga thing of like being really aware of the world and otherworldly mm-hmm. and that the world doesn't revolve around you and that Will is a part of the world, the world is <laughs> yeah. a part of Will. I just feel like I'm almost an outsider looking in sometimes. Yeah, but I that's think, a good way to be, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely helped me. I mean, we spend so much time up in our brains, <laughs> up in our minds, yeah. believing every thought that comes into our head. Or misconstruing it. Yes, or misconstruing it and yeah. then, you know... Like you say about the the confidence thing, I'm confident of my existence here. And don't get me wrong, I'm I'm sounding like I'm talking about this hippie wank shite, wank shite a lot. But I mean, there's a part of me that wants to be up in the world and dance around and fuck about, have a beer, you know. Yeah, yeah. Talk about you know some simple, very simple. But there's I think basic there's, stuff. There's room. There's room for that as yeah. well, though, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, you could you can dance and be up in the world, and you can wander and think about existence. I think it's good to have both yeah, you so did, that you can yeah. differentiate. I think, you, yeah, and a lot of people dismiss the latter. Yes. A lot of people go, oh, I'm not going to think about that. Mm. I'm, I'm not. And I think that is inherently the problem with things like men's mental health and stuff. Yeah. Is that there's this whole thing of like, we're not going to talk about that. Let's talk about football and cars. And, you know, that's very, very general. But, you know, me and my mates, it's like, let's talk about beers and windsurfing and, you know, winter and all this stuff. And we do yeah. that and stuff. And like, Actually, now, I don't know whether it's as we're all getting older and things. And mm-hmm. I, and this is, again, an ego thing for me because I've had a lot of my friends tell me that this podcast has made us all talk about mental health among mm-hmm. us a bit more. So that's an ego part of me going, I did that. But maybe I did do that. But yeah. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't... An but ego. you're allowed to feel like that. You are, yeah. It's a it's, sense of accomplishment. It is. And, you know, they've all come out and said, I think it's brilliant what you're doing. Yeah. You should be really proud of yourself. and. You know, I get a bit of, we call it, you know, certificate smile, like Keith Lemon, mm. where your top lip goes, you know, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. when you get given an award, you know. Yeah. So, I, you know, I do get that and things, and it's it's it, it's an odd thing, and I think there is room to talk about those things. And since I've started doing 
doing this podcast, my mental health has got so much better. Because I've without without meaning to do it, Mm -hmm. I've just put myself out there. Yeah, you know, it is it is a it's a really really strange thing, and I think you you said it earlier on, like that's the the most important part is that we all talk about how we're feeling. Yeah, I think there's two things that are going to make you kind of just enjoy life a bit more. It's it's suffering and realising that that suffering happened for a reason. Yeah. Or it's doing something like After Hours Lounge, something that's bigger than yourself. Yeah. And making you realise that people are good, that the world's good, that you yourself is the best thing that you've got. Yeah. And I think that's... it's. I don't know how to really well, word it. Well, I think the only way to... You know, you know, it's very cheesy and, you know, you've only got one life and all this. Mm. But, like, you know, you do. Mm-hmm. So you, you might as well spend it trying to get better. There we go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you might as well spend it trying to get better. Yeah, learning new shit. Like I said, I if mean, I looked at my 18-year-old self now, mm-hmm. other than his fucking hairline, I'd be like, <laughs> go away. Yeah. I literally don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to be you. I know what I, you mean. I don't want to be, I don't want to beat you anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And even my 22-year-old self, you know, I'm 28 now, so even only a few years ago, I'd be like, cool. Right. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm probably, by the time I'm 35... Mm-hmm. I'll look back at me now and be like, shut up. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I want that to happen. I want to go through and get better and feel like I talk about stuff more. And mm-hmm. and I hope, well, I think society is going that way, isn't it? Where like, you know, things like this yoga and, and hippie wag shite yeah. and things, and a lot of people are turning around and going, it works. Mm-hmm. It works. Mm-hmm. Which I think is... It's, it's What you're saying right now is it's so good to hear knowing that you've had windsurfing all through this as well. Yeah. And yet you're redefining yourself. You're redefining who Sandy is effortlessly. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, for the best part of 10 years, mm. I had a huge, like, badge on my chest of being like, hi, I'm Sandy and I windsurf. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I was known for. And every time I went back to my hometown, it was, oh, Sandy, you're, how's Australia? And I'm like, I've not been to Australia for eight years, mate. You know, I've been that's, Greece, that's, I'm in Greece now and stuff, but it's, yeah. that, that's, that's the thing, the label I was slapped with. Mm-hmm. But now, obviously, in the last year, I've gone down a completely different route in terms of career and everything and stuff, and it, I have kind of accidentally redefined myself, but it doesn't mean the old stuff's gone. Mm-hmm. It's all still there. It's just been a part of your story. Yeah, your well, I'm, just, I'm just putting yeah. more blocks on the building. There we go. You know, And well done, by the way, for all the... The stuff you've been doing recently with social media Thank and stuff. You, no, no, it's good. It's really good to hear you kind of... I know you, how much it meant to you. Again, like I said, when you were speaking about something, you can really feel it. Yeah. And that goes to show your power of your voice, but also the power you have internal, Sandy. Yeah. You can, you can really see that you've worked towards it and it meant so much to you. And you had that confidence to pursue it and now it's it's really you've manifested into existence and it's there in front of you. Yeah. And now you're working, I think that's doing it. something you enjoy. Yeah. And that's that's where that's where value lies, doesn't mm-hmm. it? In something that you, well, value is something that you you deem something worthy of value. Yeah. And then yeah. you end, and then it becomes more and more valuable. I don't yeah. know. Maybe that sounded stupid. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, no you know, I get what you mean. You know, you look at I look uh-huh. at something. You know, I sparked this idea of like, fuck, maybe I can do this as a career, and I started doing it, and now I hold it with so much more value even than I did then mm-hmm. in October when I started. You know, mm-hmm. so it's and the same with you with yoga. You know, you you were in India. You got there and you're like, oh, this is fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And you're starting and all this. And now it's even more valuable because you probably can't imagine your life without it. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, you're probably like thinking now, like, you know. Yeah, you can't even put a price on it, really. No, you li- you literally can't. Mm. You literally can't. Mm. I mean, and there's still so many things I can't wait to discover. Yeah. You know, I told you the other day about bodyboarding. Yeah, mate. <laughs> Just the most funniest thing ever. I came across it in Sri Lanka. And I have a very obsessive personality. Yeah, I mate, find me something. too. Yeah. It's, I think it's a good thing, really. It is, mate. You get so into it. And like, I was watching bodyboarding videos. I was watching how to lie on the bodyboard. Yeah, you know, where I, I need watching, to be, where I need to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the different spots around the world in like Panama and places like that. Yeah, and yeah. You know, I've seen that you've travelled places like South Africa and Brazil, which yeah. are two countries I can't wait to explore for so many reasons. Yeah. And then Brazil, the music, South Africa, the, the sea, really. Brazil, South Africa, Cape, Cape Town. Yeah. You know, like, if I could live in any city, that's where I'd live. Really? Other than Other than the fact that it's dangerous, very yeah. dangerous. But minus that, I'd live there in mm-hmm. a heartbeat. It's the sickest, it's the, the best city I've ever been to in my life. Like Why do you say that? It's just, it's it's so spread out, mm. and it's like the best windsurf conditions in the world, but it's so spread out, and like the sunset are in, is insane every yeah. night, and you've got, ta- wherever you look, Table Mountain's there, which is just the most ridiculous thing to see, mm-hmm. like this mountain that just has the top cut off of it. Mm-hmm. You've got that, like all the bars, restaurants, everything, it's just... It's just my vibe. Perfect setup, right? Perfect setup. Yeah. And, you know, it's just my vibe. Yeah. You know, and like the whole, yeah, the way it all works and like the people and mm-hmm. yeah, it's chilled. We've definitely looked into it. We, um, we, had, me and Connie both follow this guy called Ben Brown, um, on YouTube. Right. If you ever heard of him? I've heard the name, but yeah, you might recognise him. Um, yeah, search him up later. He's from Surrey. Yeah. He now lives in Cape Town. And he just looks like he's thriving there. I mean, yeah. he has like cold water dips. Yeah, the water's ocean. freezing. The water's yes. freezing. Yeah, I've heard it's, it's the freezing. Atlantic. Oh right. So it's like thirty-five degrees. Oh, yeah, of it is. It's like thirty-five degrees. I wear the same wetsuit in Cape Town as that I wear in Scotland. Oh really? I wear here. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, Damn. it's like you're walking down the beach to go with you carrying your windsurf kit in your wetsuit, mm. and you're like, like, like sweating so yeah. much. Yeah. You know, you're wearing a five mil winter wetsuit. But then you get in the sea. It's thick. You, yeah, 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 yeah. You get in the sea and you need it. Yeah. It's really weird. Unreal. And you like go surfing in the morning before it gets windy. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I remember being there sometimes and like my feet are numb. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm sitting in the water on my surfboard and my feet are numb. Oh, man. It's so strange. It's so really, weird to think you're in Africa. Yeah. And the water's freezing. Dude, yeah. Well, that's why, the, that's yeah. why there's so many whites. Yeah. That's why you get all the sharks, mate. Yeah. I know. I've heard stories and. I think we've looked at Cape Town as well and seen that you can get to nature within a heartbeat. I mean, oh, dude, we used to drive. We used to drive up the road. You yeah. drive up to a spot called Langaban, which is like a flat water spot. Mm. We'd drive up there, and you know, there's like fences and stuff, and a lot of it's nature reserve. But we'd be like driving up the road, and you'd look, and you'd just see a couple of giraffes. Yeah, just like wandering. Yeah, crazy. Like you know, I'd love to do like a road trip like South Africa. Um, Zambia, Zimbabwe, Namibia. Well, there's one road. Is that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. There's one okay. road that basically goes from the top, from the bottom of South Africa. From mm. Cape, it starts in Cape Town and it goes all the way to the top of Africa. No. I think it goes to Morocco. Fuck. I've got a couple I of no my idea. friend, My friend Adam Sims, who did the podcast, um, you know, he did it about his neck surgery and stuff. He's a pro windsurfer yeah. and he's, he's also a videographer and stuff mm. and he's done a load of trips. He'd like driven up to Namibia and mm. stuff like a thousand kilometers, a thousand miles up this road. Cool. And you're not even like a tenth of the way up. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. It's like one road. 
It's the R, is it the R1? It's called the R1 or something. It's one, really? one road all the way up Africa. Yeah, so fun. I'd love to stay in some like lodges and just live amongst wildlife. I think it would be fascinating. Insane. Yeah, yeah, very fascinating. Yeah. And that's say you saying that word fascinating as well. I just recently during this coronavirus thing, the world's just fascinating me. I, I find it. Yeah, I don't know so whether fascinated by everything. I think. Yeah, I think I've just like put a lot of time into like this podcast, listening to other podcasts, all this. And like recently, one of Joe Rogan's most recent ones was with Kevin Hart, mm. and he said something that really resonated with me. And like you know, Kevin Hart, everyone knows who he is. I love Kevin. I Hart. think he's yeah, he's a good lad. But he he said something, and he was like, "Whatever you do, he's like, I want to know how you do it." Mm-hmm. He's like, he said talking about meeting Jeff Bezos, and he's like, "How the fuck did you turn Amazon into that? Yeah. How do you do it?" Yeah. And he's like, you know, a factory that makes something makes mm-hmm. carpets. He's like, "How do you do that? How do you make money with that? How do you actually make a carpet stuff?" And I'm finding myself, I'm like more curious now than I was as a kid. And you know, kids are notoriously like, how does that work? What does that do? But I'm like more curious now than I ever have been. I'm like, I just want to know, how, how do they make that blanket? Yeah. <laughs> how does this Mac, how does this laptop do all this? Yeah. How do they make this beer? Mm-hmm. And why does it taste different to that beer? You That's know? why I think we get on, because I just feel like I'm exactly the same. Yeah. I, I, daily life consumes me because I'm so fascinated with everything. I mean, I, I love product design. Yeah. I'm a big fan of it. And, you know, and then, I, and then I'll, next minute I'll be looking at a building and thinking how long that took to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you just said, it's just, it is we're, we're so up in the world and there's this fascination is kind of such a big drive. Yeah. Because then you can just put yourselves in the shoes of so many people. Yeah. I think that's just such a fun Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's literally, you know, become, become the goal for me with this, mm-hmm. with the podcast as well is that, I've now got a, a way of being like, how do you do that? Yeah. You know, like you with yoga, like that's, you know, I found that, like, you know, mental. Yeah. So interesting. But you've mastered it, haven't you? Well, it's the art of, yeah. chat, the art of chatting shit. I know. The art of chatting shit. I mean, I'm, I feel like I've chatted shit, but it's been good shit. And it is. No, it's good. It's been good to put it out there as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, to, to wrap up then, yeah. um, favourite favorite beer? Favourite beer. Doesn't have to be the ones we're having now. Like general, you know, you sit in... You're opening a can, you're opening a bowl. What's yeah. your what's your drink of choice? I'd say my favourite beer is definitely Modelo. Modelo? Yeah. What's that? So it's similar to Corona. Right. But it's... Spanish, I assume. Yes. Right. I think Mexican. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Same difference. Right. Uh, but I think it's a bit more of like a sharp taste. I'm not, I'm not really beer connoisseur. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I do like it. I do love a beer now and then. Yeah. Um, Which is funny. We said the other day, I was like, yeah. when you when we talked about you coming to do this podcast... And, you know, I was saying, I really want to talk about the yoga stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said to you, I was like, do you, you know, do you still drink beer? You still do that? And that's a funny thing as well, isn't it? I, I, and I made this assumption. I was like, you know, Will's obviously super into yoga now. He's, you know, into like wellness and all this. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder if he even still drinks beer. And you were like straight away, like, of course I drink beer. Yeah. And that's it. It's like, for me, it's like yin and yang. It's like, I, I love yoga because it's taken me to great places. But I, I also love to hang out. And drink beers. Called, yeah, and drink yeah. beers, eat shit food. Yeah. You know, watch Netflix. Yeah. And, and I love both sides of it. And I think like you I mean you told me about when you and Heidi went to a barbecue, was it? I think, and you they assumed you were vegan because Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were at my my, my friend in Scotland, yeah. uh, his his housewarming party. Yeah. And up in Scotland obviously they view me as the global traveller. Yes. Yeah. I don't live there. And nice I, you know, I left. I left for Australia when I was eighteen, and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So they, I'm the one that's went off and saw the world. So I think they assume I'm a bit 
you know, more worldly. Yeah. So they yeah. immediately assumed, and I was bringing my girlfriend, and we're both tanned and all mm-hmm. this, and they yeah immediately just assumed that we were it's we were funny, we were it? the vegans, and yeah. I was like, no, I'm just stood there with a bowl of cocktail sausages, just yeah. plowing them. It's funny. It's like people can't wait to put you in a box. Yeah. But it's not they're intentionally doing it to. They're not doing it maliciously. No, either. not at all. It's, it's more. Just... A, it's more. I guess they they want to. They want to feel like they've got a handle on who you are. Yeah. I mean, people, obviously, they're up in the world. They see things going on. Yeah. Of course, people have preconceived notions about things. They're going to assume things. That's that's part of the human race, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's just funny how, like, you know, I always thought I needed to be into a category before. I needed to fit into a certain box. Yeah, yeah, right. for sure. If I do yoga, I must fast three days a week, no alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No meat. It's actually no. No, like yoga is just one of the hundred things that you enjoy to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you just be you. It's like windsurfers. I mean, I'm sure there's some preconceived notions about people that do yeah. water sports. I don't, I don't look like someone that should windsurf. Yeah. I'm about six four and ninety five kilos. Like, I shouldn't be. Right. Well, all my, all I think my, you do. All my mates. Yeah, that's again, the funny thing. Yeah. But all my mates and people who are in the industry have said to me like, "You don't fit the bill." Mm. You know, all my mates are, you know, half a foot shorter than me and thirty kilos lighter. And, mm. You know all this, like I'm not. You know I don't look it. Mm. Um, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird that yeah. people people put you in a box. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fuck the boxes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, Modelo. Modelo. It's like a little Mexican beer, a little pocket rocket. Oh mate, I'll check it out. Yeah, swig it back. It's I think they sell it in supermarkets here. Those kind of countries make make the best beers, oh, I think. don't they? Yeah. Bo- this beer I used to have drink in Brazil mm-hmm. called Bo- Bohemia. Cool. Bohemia. I like it already. Right, right. Oh, mate, we used to call them Brohemias. <laughs> mate, they were... I, I don't know whether it was just because yeah. it's so hot there and you're always in the water and like you just have this constant salt in your mouth. Mm-hmm. So every time we had a beer, it's just the best thing ever. Like, yeah. And they, they keep their beers like so cold in Brazil. You know, they're basically in the freezer. Yeah. You know, So it's just like the nicest thing ever. Or genuinely, I do think these beers were just the best beers mm-hmm. ever. I started um, calling beers at one point brewskis. Brewskis, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many different names, but yeah, it's one of my favourite things to do at the moment. Yeah, mate. Smash out Sing a beer. couple of beers. Yeah. Um, happy place, where would you be right now? Click your fingers. Uh, I would be in Hikadua, Sri Lanka. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we stayed at this amazing, uh, I don't know what you'd call it really, it was like apartment, I guess. Cool. Um, right by the beach. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, definitely happy place. It had a beautiful yoga studio, lovely pool. Um, I mean, surfing is something I completely love. Longboard surfing I was doing at the time. Nice. Really enjoying that, learning how to do that on a hard board, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, that was my happy place. It was all there. Everything I yeah. wanted was there. Everything you need. Yeah, and it's just, we had these orange coconuts. I think it's called King Coconuts. Yeah, yeah. And it was just it was just that bit better, that bit more pure than just a normal coconut. Oh, I just remember every morning, fully hydrated, ready to go, and then, you know, you'd have a few beers in the evening, and it was just, it was like a nice, beautiful little it's hub. dream. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, what have you been watching? What have you been, what have been watching? What, you say you like a bit of Netflix? Yeah, I do, have you Have you been watching anything? Are you, are, yeah. you a, are you a film man? Are you a TV man? Are you... I'd say, oh God, good question. I used to be a film man. Yeah. So some of my favourite films, I used to love gangster films. Cool. US films. I used to love Juice, which has Tupac in it. Right. I used to love Boys in the Hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to love all these films. I used to love the cinematography and um, I used to read like the posters that were made for these films. Yeah, yeah. But nowadays, more of a TV guy, definitely. I've been watching Rick and Morty. Right. Which I've 
he had been obsessing over actually. Even like taking a break out of the day to watch Rick and Morty, which I've never done before. It's such a it's such like a phenomenal Rick and Morty. I, I still haven't jumped on it. I've still yeah. not really done it. But yeah, it's yeah, good. People are obsessed with it. Aren't it they? took me four times. I yeah. watched. I tried watching it. This was the fourth time I tried watching it. I gave it a chance, and yeah, I love it. Oh, really? I'm watching YouTube videos, behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're fully into yeah, it. Yeah, everything. Yeah, very invested in it. And then I watched, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's about unorthodox Jews in New York. Right. And about this lady running away. And it's a really interesting insight. Is it a film? Or TV? Yeah, sorry, no, it's a TV series. Right. Only four part. Oh, really? Um, really intriguing. Um how they kind of touch on this... Sorry, Hasidic Jews is the name. Right. That came to me. Um, yeah, they touch on this kind of interesting life that I knew nothing about, and I love learning about new cultures. That's my number one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really cool to do, and then we've just smashed out Dead to Me, which is a Netflix series. Right. Um, yeah, what happens? It's, it's almost got a bit of a chick flick vibe to right. it, but there's a bit more to it. I'd, nice. Yeah. I recommend it. It's one of those. Yeah, one of those. Nice. I don't nice. need to explain this story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. And then um, sport, sport activity, pastime. Mm. What's the what's obviously? I guess it's yoga, is it? Or yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even say yoga is a sport, really. No. Do you know what I mean? I just feel like it's just something that adds to my life. I feel like sport-wise, oh god, I like a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, being active, I've been doing Joe Wicks. Like again, it's not a sport. I can pick a sport right now. It would be surfing. Yeah. I'm not very good at it, but... That I'm, doesn't matter, though, no, does it? No, exactly. I'm obsessed over the ocean my whole life, so yeah. I'm have to say certain there's nothing quite comes to it. I mean, nah. I love cycling. Yeah. I love the vibe of being on your bike and just allowing the world to pass by, and it's, yeah. it's effortless, but, you know, surfing, nothing beats the ocean. Doing that on a wave is pretty nice, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to get fully into it and just... That could be another big part of my life. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, yeah. It will take up the rest of your life. Yeah. I can't wait. Exactly. Nice. Cool. Well, guys, thank you very much for for listening to that. Thank you, Will, for coming on. Thank you, Sandy. It's It's been been fun. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Um, I hope you guys have taken something away from that. Um, Yeah, like super interesting stories. Um, I hope you guys are all good. If you've got any questions, if you've got any feedback, um, if you want to find out, uh, Will, how do we find you on Instagram for your lives? Where do we... You can go to Will Uh-huh. Will Uh-huh. Yeah, it's Will U-H-U-H. I actually took that ad-lib from a uh, Ski Mask the Slump God song. The Slump God song? Yeah, Ski Mask the Slump God is the artist. Right. And his ad-lib is Uh-huh, Uh-huh. uh-huh. And one day I just took it. So yes, Will Uh-huh. You can find me for more Instagram lives uh, doing Yoga Nidra, which is some deep relaxation dynamic sleep. And do some fucking nice sleeping. Mm -hmm. nice (laughs) cool guys Uh, take it easy and we will see you for the next one soon bye